Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Those things definitely bear need to be investigations. 
From my understanding, a young woman was shot in the neck and, and killed. That's the report. Uh, at this point, I don't really believe a lot of what comes out of the media or even our government these days. Uh, I, I try to get into, and then, of course, you've seen people walking around on the floor of the Senate. I've been to the, I've been to the Capitol building before. And let me tell you, it's a pain in the ass to get even in the gallery how those people would have gotten themselves inside the actual floor of the Senate, again, made to be investigated on how that happened. Some are even saying these people were actually allowed in, and they certainly could have been any weapons. Why they even shot this woman, I don't know. I mean, did, did she not? I mean, I doubt she had a weapon. I don't know how she'd had a weapon. I mean, I know it's been years since I've been to the Capitol building, but I cannot believe that the security in the Capitol building was uh, that lax. Um, kind of reminds me of Smallville episodes where Lex Luthor's mansion always gets broken into, even though he's supposed to have top-rate, top-notch security. Uh, someone always seems to be able to break in uh, <laughs> and get past the security. So I don't know how these people actually got past security to get even on the floor of the Senate. Some are cont- Again, some are saying that Perhaps they were left in. Um, that definitely bears investigation. Whether we actually know the truth uh, in the matter is beyond me. Because, I mean, I do believe our media is becoming more and more like a propaganda machine uh, for the Democrat Party. And maybe not even for the, just the Democrat Party, maybe the government itself. Because I don't even know how much we can trust Republicans anymore. Uh, and, of course, then you had your... Uh, patriots outside of the building, peaceful. Uh, I'm tired of hearing about, oh, well, you know, we're not going to be intimidated, this and that, which like, well, maybe that's what it takes. Maybe they need to be intimidated uh, so they don't try to allow elections to be stolen. And I think that perhaps they let these people in so they can stop the, the vote there because then you had Leffler come in who was basically saying, oh, I can't uh, – you know, I'm not going to contest now electoral college vote, basically because of all the violence. And uh, there's a couple others that 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 fell suit, to my understanding. I don't think uh, Holly did, and I don't and I don't believe um, uh, Cruz did either. Uh, I, I got to see some of them. Uh, I didn't get to see a lot of them. I mean, I did get to see some. I couldn't stomach many of them as well. But who knows? I mean, again, that might have been something just to try to, oh, let's get our senators to stick together and, and do our constitutional duty. And I heard, you know, Rob Portman, you know, who's, who's my representative, and, you know, they, they could give good speeches, but, you know, it's, it's smoke and mirrors, right? And, and, and whether that violence was real, whether it was staged, again, I think it's much to be remain to be seen. But, you know, here on Bard's Logic, we warned against the violence that you're going to see. Whether, again, whether it was made up and it was actually Antifa and BLM people dressed as uh, Trump supporters, you know, that bears investigation. But who knows if they'll either do that. Maybe they'll go ahead, and this was my thought, is they'll let the media run with it and say that, oh, it was Trump supporters. So, but you know how that is. But what, you know, but the thing is, is, when we, what can we, the people, do? Well, we cannot affect our government through honest elections. 
I mean, what other options are there? Of course we don't want violence, but if this is a war, then what way are wars generally won? So the Democrats, they, they must be stopped. I mean, we've seen, and I got a video, uh, you could go on the Bart's Logic Club Talk website tonight, go to the, the top page where there's a link to uh, uh, a Twitter. I don't even think you need to use Twitter. Originally I thought you did, but you don't even need to use Twitter to see this. Where you could see one of the, not Leffler or the other guy, where they, he lost 5,000 votes. It's right there on the video. So uh, tonight, you know, we'll, we'll go to, uh, I you know, ask you to go to the Bard's Logic Talk website and then to the, go to the newsroom. It's at the top of the page how 5,000 votes just whoop, disappeared, uh, just like it happened with uh, Trump, just like the same thing that happened with Bevin. Happened again. Here it is. And then you've got these people on the Senate floor having the audacity to say, oh, no, no, nothing to see here, no voter fraud, no, nobody says there's voter fraud. No, I think that the House of Representatives in the different states, they, they've dropped the balls in a lot of ways. I think, uh, personally, I think they didn't think it was going to get to this point, but we, we here at Bard's Logic knew it always will. But again, so they're using those tactics, the same tactics. You know, of that, of, of vote dumps, we've seen that happen in Georgia. Same thing that happened on November 3rd, um, and then the votes again being taken away. Now, I, I hate to say it, and that's why I say it's a sad night here for uh, our first episode of 2021 uh, for Bard's Logic, is that it is becoming more apparent the steal is going to be successful. I, I don't know what can come, minus a miracle, and let me tell you something, maybe I'll convert to Christianity, if, if the miracle happens, and he's able to pull this off. I mean, I'll be honest with the, my, my audience here. I'm a little irked when I hear people say, oh, you know, God's going to fix this. God's going to do something. It'd be, I, honestly, I'm at the point, it'd be great if there was a God that would do it. I don't think that's going to happen, but be that as it may, if that does, and I think that might be the only thing that they'll be able to do it, uh, you, you might see a conversion right here on Bard's Logic saying, wow, okay, well. It actually happened. Uh, but that being said, you know, and I, I know most of the audience here, you know, uh, are believers, but I, I, that's a, you know, my take. Um, if you want to have, of course, comments, you're welcome to do that on there. Uh, but, you know, so it's apparent they're going to take the, the, the steel's probably going to be successful. Um, Biden will be installed, and that's how I view it, is being installed. And, of course, as the Democrats steal more power away from we the people, that's the more we know is going to damage our public. And I was so disgusted hearing some of the Democrats on the floor actually compared us to the Roman Empire, and, and which it, there's a lot of good analogies there. Um, but, of course, it was political theater. Um, I won't even give the guy the honor of saying it, the name who did it. I'm sure you can record it somewhere. And then so – and so we know Biden gets in which unfortunately it's looking more likely that that's going to happen than millions, tens of millions of illegal limits are going to be given amnesty. Billions, if not trillions, of our tax dollars are going to go to foreign nations, including our adversaries, by the way. Um, and they're going to be given away to democracy programs, supposedly, and they already have, you know, given to Pakistan for – you know, gender studies or gender equality for trans transsexuals. Now, frankly, I don't care if you want. If you're a guy, want to be a girl, and you're a girl, you want to be a guy. I don't really care. Don't care. 
I just don't think my tax dollars should have to pay for it unless you're also going to give tax dollars to all those people who want to have babies. But for, for fertility reasons or something of that nature, you know, hey, give them money so they can, you know, have, uh, you know, get fertility treatments because those things are, are expensive. It's like $15,000 each time somebody wants to try that. So, hey, why don't the government pay for that? If they're going to have people paying for people to do gender reassignments and then give, you know, give money to eight-year-olds so eight-year-olds could change, take hormones to stop, you know, or take pills to stop their hormones to have them, if they're a girl developing breasts and a boy developing a deep voice, you know, or, or hair on their chest or whatever, then, hey, you know, uh, do that. But they're going to give, again, billions of trillions of our tax dollars to foreign nations, including our adversaries. So we're going to see uh, the – you know, us giving money to the the China Iran alliance, as I as I call it, and you'll see those two align. Um, they're also going to probably try to add those two states to, to, to stack up. You know, to get their, get more power. Uh, they're going to try to they're going to try to stack the Supreme Court. But however, they've already shown they don't need to they, they don't need to stack the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's on the Democrat side anyway. I mean, look at all the hubbub that happened with. Oh, Amy Coney Barrett getting on and Gorsuch getting on, and it was absolutely meaningless. Those guys being on the court was absolutely meaningless. I mean, there was even a court case from uh, religious schools wanting to get back in the building that actually went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court turned them down. So why are people keep? They're like, oh, it's a, it's a, quit calling it a conservative Supreme Court because it's not. It's not a conservative Supreme Court. So who knows? They may not even have to feel like they got to stack the court because, you know what, even though they put so-called conservative uh, judges on there, they're not. Of all the two, 300 judges that, that Trump put in there and everyone celebrated so much, that, mean, that that's meaningless too. That means nothing. So we don't have the courts. We can't trust our, uh, our federal government to do anything. We can't trust our, uh, you know, our local legislators. To do anything, but this now and also and we're going to get more to that later. And of course, another thing about this steel is that it is, and it already has, and it's going to do some more. Embolden the quote media as their lies and obfuscations of the truth these past four or five years. They've proven to be successful, and what were they successful in? Garnering stolen victories. For the Democrat Party, in which they are the propaganda arm. The media does not and will not serve we the people until they are shown we won't take it any longer. I think every patriotic American, from Trump supporters to JFK Democrats, ought to gather and protest in front of every headquarters of the propaganda organizations such as CNN, MSNBC, NPR, the New York Times, even Fox. And, their lo- and, of course, their local propaganda networks and publications. We need to show them that we, the people, are no longer – because we no longer trust or rely on the people to do their duty to represent us. Not in the Supreme Court. They're not going to go up by the, will, the, the rule of law. Certainly not our Senate, who are going to back down because of a stage, perhaps stage, or maybe some people. Look, if you're going to hold high office – you need to have some. You need to have courage, which these guys do not. I mean, look at Pence. Now, let me tell you something. Pence's uh, career 
should be over. And I and, and I said this from the beginning. I knew I always knew Gingrich would have been a stronger VP than Pence. I'm so disgusted with Pence. It's unbelievable. And then you know, so we we can't rely we can't rely on our state re- legislators because apparently, you know, according to what I heard tonight on the floor of the Senate, they really didn't do their job either about you know these uh, these slates of electors. So we no longer can trust them. We no longer can rely that these people are going to do their duty to actually represent us as they're supposed to. The people must show them that we would not allow them to hand us over to our adversaries, such as China and Iran. The republic and its future are going to be in our hands. We the people, the grassroots. And I noticed a typo uh, that I have to fix. I hate typos. I see even other publications where you see a typo. I'm like, how can that get through their editors? Uh, but I do see a typo here that I need to fix in, in future. <laughs> but anyway, let's go ahead and uh, bring some of our callers in. Um, I know, I've, you know, so we'll go ahead and start with that. Uh, thank you very much, Joseph. I, I, we were hoping 2021 would come in better as 2020 left. Normally when we come into a new year, we feel more hopeful than the last. And I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to. But I'm not feeling it, Joseph. I'm, I'm not feeling it. Actually, you know, I feel a lot of trepidation for 2021. Yeah, uh, Happy New Year to you as well. And um, I I think a lot of us are not feeling it uh, for many reasons. Um, last night, the uh, Georgia race did not go the way uh, I thought it was going to go. Uh, I do think there was not enough Republican turnout for that, uh, those races. And um, I yeah, we're screwed to... if they get both Senate seats. America is screwed if they get that. They're going to be able to do whatever they want well, with impunity. Sure, sure. And and I I think that's what kind of led to what happened today. I think it was a multitude of factors. Of, of what occurred today, and I, I, I believe me, I today is a very sad day, uh, and and I hate to say that I was right, and uh, not something like this, but you know, I've had we've had different people uh, over the course of uh, a, a few months on your show saying that, uh, oh, you know, the cry of uh, rising to arms and bloodshed is not going to happen. It's just talk, talk, talk. Well, today was proof that, you know, and I kept on saying, if you push the people hard enough, you will push them to their breaking point, and they will resort to violence. Uh, Now, um, it's a little bit confused as to whether there was Antifa elements or not. Uh, I'm not sure if there were, because usually Antifa style, they're used to burning down cities and... uh, Killing innocent people. We all know with the with the riots in Kenosha, in Minnesota, in Portland, they actually shot and killed cops and and beat uh, Trump supporters to to a bloody pulp and had them hospitalized and burnt down and destroyed businesses. So I would think if Antifa was heavily involved uh, behind it, they would have lit they would have tried to lit the Capitol Hill on fire. And if you notice, I think it today's been hyperbolized. <laughs> No, no, but um, you see the hyperbole, though. 
because I am not condoning what happened today. I'm simply saying what I've warned people, uh, not just on this show, but friends, family. Uh, you push hard enough, you will get to a person's breaking point, and 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 blood will shed. Uh, and uh, think about it this way: um, we're not there yet, and that's a very good sign. But no Trump supporter, or supposedly Trump supporters, because we're not sure exactly. No one shot anyone. No one attacked the police. No one was beaten to a bloody pulp. Nothing was burnt. There was no graffiti. There was no monuments that were knocked down. Uh, you know, senators and congressmen were not held captive. Uh, if anything, this was more of a, of, of a statement. Okay, a couple of windows broke. But you see the left going berserk. This is sedition. This is uh, right. these are traitors. Right, but when the cities were burning down and Antifa and Black Lives Matters actually shot and killed cops and critically wounded them and beat Trump supporters to a bolty, uh, bloody uh, pulp and actually burnt down and destroyed stores and businesses that can never be created and, they, and, they murdered. and looted. I mean, they murdered Trump supporters, yeah. They murdered, yeah. They murdered, they burnt down cities, they tried to remove monuments. Uh, they destroyed uh, stores, they looted, they did all of that, and the left didn't say a word, including MSNBC yeah. and CNN, right? Now, today, I don't condone what happened, but I understand why it happened. And at the end of the day, I tell people, seriously, you are flipping. Uh, you you got to remember, nothing was burnt down. There was no arson. There were no Trump supporters that were armed with guns. They did not shoot any cops. That innocent girl that actually got shot was a Trump supporter, and she got shot with all the confusion with the D.C. police. So, you know, I think it was more of a statement of we're reaching this point because it could have went a lot worse. If they would have went through what Black Lives Matters did in Antifa, oh, forget it. They would have lit that thing on fire. I guarantee you there would have been uh, cops that would have been shot or wounded or even worse. Um, and another thing you have to ask yourself, how is Capitol Hill, which is supposed to be the most guarded institutions in Washington, how is it that at the time that the Trump supporters were marching, and, and the Dems knew that the Trump supporters were going to do this march today, uh, Bowser called for the National Guard a few days ago, how is it that all of a sudden there were no police, there were no National Guard, there were no uh, Washington, D.C. policemen? It was as if they planned it, like as if they were waving a sign, come in, come in, come in like a trap. I mean, that strikes me odd. That would kind of be like the Pentagon uh, for one day having no, no security guards whatsoever, no drones. And you could just walk in the front door and go, hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, I want to sit in the one of the generals chair and take a selfie. Does that not strike people odd? There was no Capitol Hill police. There were yeah. no, nothing was secured. There, there were no the normal protocols of security. No one was there. It was as if it was entrapment. It was as if they were doing a switch and bait, as if they were saying, oh, we're not here to stop you. Come on in. And then when you came in, okay, now we got you. Now we're going to. Bring and then all of a sudden that's when the police get. 
it's not adding up. You know, it, it, it doesn't add up. It just doesn't make sense, especially when Mayor Bowser called for the National Guard a few days ago, especially when everyone knew that this was going to happen, that they were going to have the Trump rally today and that they were going to march and protest to Capitol Hill. And yet there was no security or maybe just a few cops and people wondering why they were able to advance so easily into Capitol Hill. I don't know. It smells really, really, really dubious to me because it doesn't add up. But I hate to say this, Robert. I don't have any remorse for what happened today. I, I can't because while the, the, the cities like New York, L.A., Chicago, um, Los Angeles, Kenosha, uh, Portland, Minnesota were burning down, the left didn't say a peep. The mainstream media didn't say a peep. As a matter of fact, the governors and the, and the mayors of their respective states took a bow with them and said, Exactly. Yeah. Women as far as saying, oh, you know, th- th- these are peaceful protesting, and-, and they have every right to be angry. Do people forget that Chris Cuomo said that on CNN? And then today they're acting like, oh, my God, the end of the world happened. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I don't condone what happened, but come on. I mean, that's how I know if Antifa was involved a very, very, very little degree because Antifa style is, oh, they don't hold back. They will burn it down. They will shoot. They will clobber you. It would have been a lot worse. But it just shows you where we're at. And I've been saying for the longest time on this show that we are at a point of a civil war. You and Robert, you and I agree with this. And I had other people on the show who would say, ah, rah, 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 rah. That's all. It's all talk. We're never going to take arms. Well, guess what? The beginning just happened today. You push someone far enough, we all have a breaking point. This is just a wake-up call, ladies and gentlemen. This is just a snippet because if this continues to go down, and you alluded to this earlier, Robert, they are going to win the two Senate seats. It's going to get worse. They're going to be more targets. And now they want to blame it on Trump. And now the Republicans that were going to advocate for over, you know, uh, uh, fighting the certification of the election, now all of a sudden they all caved in after this. You want to know why? Because the Republicans put pressure on them to do so oh, after sure. all of this happened. But Sarah Palin said one thing brilliantly, and then I'll defer it back to you so I can give uh, you know, a fair amount of time for the other callers on the show – She said it's about time for a third party because the two-party system, and if anything has been proven today, is the two-party system is a colossal failure. And this is coming out of the words of Sarah Palin. We need a third-party system. What what you and I have been saying on this show for years, we need a third-party system because both parties have utterly failed us for for hundreds of years, to be honest, for a very long time. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if Donald Trump runs for 2024, but he makes history as running on the independent ticket and he pulls a Ross Perot because he has the money to do it. He has the popularity to do it. And uh, make it clear, Donald Trump did not incite this. Anyone who says that, 
they are just a bunch of elitists that have never been with Trump to begin with, and they view him as the existential threat that he is. Donald Trump did not incite this. Donald Trump is doing something unprecedented. What Richard Nixon failed to do when the election was robbed from him, what Al Gore failed to do, and he's saying that hell or high water, I am not going to concede and I'm not going to stop fighting for an election that I did not lose. And I'm tired of making the excuse like my predecessors did. Oh, well, I, I'm, in the end, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just concede and let the transition team come all for the good of America because it's not for the good of America. It's further dividing us. More than 74 million Americans voted for Donald Trump, and our vote was robbed. We no longer have trust and credibility in the integrity of, of the election. So he's not inciting anything whatsoever. He's just being the first president with the cojones to stand his ground and not buy into this nonsense of, oh, it's for the better of our country, because no, it never ends for the better of our country in conceding to something you didn't lose. It just creates the pathway to something much more dangerous. Because remember, George W. Bush's eight years of failure paved the way for Obama for another eight years of failure. And I'll just leave you with uh, one, one more thing, uh, and I promise this is the last thing, and I'll defer back to you. So uh, at the end of the day, um, Donald Trump, uh, everyone is portraying him to be this uh, horrible person that's no longer the standard bearer of the Republican Party. And I'm going to tell you something. If Republicans continue to go down this road and point the fingers at Donald Trump and his supporters, I'm telling you, they're going to pave the way for a third party to be forming a lot quicker than in 30 years. And I'm telling you, Donald Trump's going to be at the top of that ticket because Donald Trump must be looking at everything right now, and he must be saying, wow, look what I did for the Republican Party. I expanded it in ways that have never been done before, and in the end, they have stabbed me in the back. So in the end, this is what I get for trying to make America great again. So in the end, you know what, in 2024... I don't need the Republican ticket. I can run as an independent. I have the money. I have the movement. And I can win. And I can make history. And he can create the pathway for a third party. That's wishful thinking. I really hope it comes to fruition. Because I think after today, this is uh, a mandate that both the Democratic and the Republican Party needs to go. And we need a third party. We need another option. We need another option to save our constitutional republic and to preserve it. And I defer back to you, uh, my friend, Robert. And a couple of things. So we got um, we got others on the line. Very beginning of the show, so we're gonna get it get it get it all in. Um, and uh, yeah, well, one of the things is, is yeah, they're gonna. I mean, and they're trying to say it's Trump's fault because Trump said. You know, oh, it's going to be wild down there. That's all he said. Because he said, oh, it's going to be wild, then they're making it sound like that, oh, he told people to go, you know, and, and storm the Capitol, which, again, here's the thing. I've, I've, got, I've got two minds on that. One, if they were Trump supporters and they stormed the Capitol, well, you know, so be it. Because that, that, that's where our government and that's where our media 
is driving. They're, they're driving people to do that. They, I put the full responsibility of that on them. I think I think it very well could have been just as much. I'm 50-50. It could have been, you know, Patriots who are like, we're sick of this. We're not going to take it anymore. Or it could have just been a setup to try to do what you suggested and to make just make Trump, you know, Trump look bad because they're going to try to destroy his legacy, you know, and say he divided America is basically what, you know, and then try to denigrate, you know, his Trump supporters. I think that's what they're going to try to do. Oh, but Trump caused all this, and now we need to, you know, because that's what they do. I mean, just like, oh, people don't want, you know, you know what, here's what I want people to do. I'm doing this because I'm thinking about it. You know, on January 21st, I want people to start doing this, that they do uh, are able to steal this election, and as I said earlier, looking more likely. We need to start counting every death that's, caught, that's supposedly reported by for COVID and say that's a, that's a Joe Biden uh, COVID death. Because every time someone passed away, supposedly from COVID, oh, that's more, that's more, that's more COVID death, deaths on on Trump's hand. Okay, well, you know what? It's the Biden administration now. So every death, and I want people to spread this out, every death that happened because of COVID lay squarely on the hands of, of Joe Biden. Those are Joe Biden COVID deaths. Those are, and that's how we're going to start playing. That's how I'm going to start saying. Oh, we had 25,000 Joe, Joe Biden COVID deaths today. And that's what, that's what I'm going to say. And now what I'll do is I'll look it up. And I'll, and I'll post it. Oh, look, we had, uh, you know, whatever thousands of, of Joe Biden deaths today, you know, COVID deaths today. Of course, who knows? They might not even report it now. But into the third parties, is, and, you know, we've been supporting third parties, and there are some numbers out there that suggest that the, the um, uh, Libertarian Party, you know, if all the people they say voted for the Libertarians – that might have actually, you know, cost more of the election for Trump as well. So I think the only way that a third party is going to be successful is you've got to get a candidate um, that's going to draw Democrats. And, and I, I know Trump had to draw some Democrats, especially JFK Democrats. But most Democrats didn't because they have been made by the media, by again, by the sycophants, by the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party, they, they were made to hate, to loathe Trump. So I don't see any Democrats, really enough Democrats, voting for Trump to make it a viable option for him to win the presidency if he was to run again as an independent. I, I don't see it. I mean, I think he'd get a lot of Republicans, and then, of course, there'd be a lot of Republicans who would vote for the Republicans just because they're you know, married to the Republican Party. And then, of course, we're just going to guarantee a Democrat win again. Now, I know a lot of people will say this, and in a large way, I agree with them. Well, it doesn't matter whether you get a Republican president in there or you get a Democrat president. It's all going to be the same. And for the most part, I agree. You know, so yeah, you're right, but I just don't know if that – I mean, I, I'd like to see it. I guess. I don't know. My jury's still out on that. So I got some uh, the callers in. We're going to get John in. Um, and John, uh, you know, we love you, God, but we're not going to go off on the tangent uh, that me and you, you normally go. Let's let's keep it succinct. Let's keep it straight to. Uh, and then we got Suzette and Kelly. So John, bringing in, but um, let's 
succinct on the topic and, and let's not go back and forth with the, the mutual assent that me and you go back and forth with all the time. So um, you've got the floor, but let, let's go somewhere other than the, the, the mutual assent because we, we never get anywhere with that. But go ahead, John. Yeah, well, when Joseph was talking and he was talking about the Antifa and all the leftist riot, looting and burning, remember during that time, all of the people on that side were also saying about defend the police. Well, they sure weren't wanting to defund the police today, were they? Now, also, remember back in 2016, all the investigation after investigation, all based on rumor, innuendo, and hearsay, and we spent $40 million because we were willing to go and investigate all this stuff that supposedly was interference in our elections back then. You know, Schiff and Pelosi and Schumer, they were even protecting the whistleblowers. They weren't going to allow anybody to know who these people were. But here in 2020, 230-some-odd people signed affidavits under penalty of perjury and punishment by law that if they're wrong, they can go to jail and then Nobody wants to spend a single penny to figure out if there was actually any corruption in our particular in this particular election 2020. When we have all these videos and evidence that's a lot more than the rumor innuendo and hearsay they had back in 2016 in the Supreme Court, this almost proves to me that the elitists are colluding with the Supreme Court because they would not even hear the cases to properly right. predicate the evidence and facts. Right. They were just based on, oh, there was no standing that you can't, you know, bring those to court because there's no standing. And I'm talking and talk, they were talking about proof and probable cause. I'm like, hey, man, back in 2016, I was the one that was complaining about all the investigations they kept putting forth without the proper predication of all the facts and evidence. Now they don't even want to see the case to try that. And then they want to blame everything on Trump. Trump doesn't control you and me. We decide for ourselves that death that happened today is the fault of the Congress, the elitists, the Washington establishment who give lip service to the rule of law and the U.S. Constitution, and then they commit extrinsic fraud on we the people, depriving us of our redress of grievance, playing favorites. So they get a high-speed fast lane to themselves and all their little cronies that are accomplished to the crime while they make all the rest of us jump through hoops and all kinds of hurdles and whatnot and don't get that same high-speed fast lane that the Constitution provides. And look, they were talking about all the corruption in um, – well, many of us were talking about the corruption in this 2020 election with the poll watchers. Well, just the Supreme Court could have easily said, look, the people who are serving in office right now, they qualified at the beginning of their term in order to get the job so they can stay in office. We'll just take the time to make sure that every step and phase of the chain of custody in our elections has poll watchers from every group. They can be the libertarian group, they can be the Democrat group and the Republican group, the constitutional group, the abolitionist group, the Green Party group, and whatever group, all these different groups, because each group will hold all the other groups accountable. Right now, you just have the Democrats and the Republicans, basically, everybody keeps talking about that gets to be poll watchers. Well, gee whiz, that's like two wolves deciding what's for dinner against a sheep, you know, if that's their kind of democracy. When If you had all these different people groups there, the Democrats and the Republicans could not collude together to defraud the rest of we the people. And that's not even to go into the corruption at the state level, how they've manipulated where third parties can't even get on the ballot 
But anyway, those are just some things that was coming to mind to me that we need to, to address. And I'm just like, look, they are uh, um, committing fraud and violating the Constitution by depriving you of your right of redress when they pass a law and it infringes or abridges your pursuit of happiness, then in order for you to be an equitable, self-governing, free person, they have to give you remedy. Otherwise, they are playing favorites where you are just their legislative slave representing you like a pimp represents a prostitute. Thank you so much. Uh, Rob, back to you. Well, uh, no, well said, uh, and, you know, and it's a speak to the point, uh, you know, certainly in that, and, and when it's again, when you talk about redress, how can we redress when we can't trust our media, we can't trust our our politicians, you know, especially the Democrats? And one, a bit tell you what, there's one thing that I learned that you know in this 2020 election and, and just this last five years, hate works, folks. Hate works. And if you can get somebody to hate someone enough to actually hate someone more than they care about themselves or even their, their prosperity or their children, then you got them. And what the media was successful in doing was spreading the hate from the Democrats and some, and even some Republicans for President Trump, and that's where we're finding ourselves here today. Um, and let's go ahead and get uh, Suzette on the line. Uh, Suzette, um, I, I wish I could say Happy New Year, but I just can't make myself um, say it with any type of uh, well to, to, to be to be genuine about it. I mean, it's it's right now. I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm trying to have a Happy New Year, but I'm just not feeling it. And today certainly didn't contribute to that. Oh, I know. I hear you there. Um... <laughs> I can't even begin to describe precisely how I feel. I can tell you that um, I guess my anger built up slowly throughout the day, so much so that I wanted to spit nails. Um, <laughs> I agree with uh, with Joseph. I don't know if you can hear me well enough or not. I can take. I have my earbuds in. I can take. No, them I off can hear you. All right, thanks. Okay. You can hear the train too. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I get for buying yeah, uh, cheap, okay. uh, earbuds. Bad. Anyway, it's not too bad. <laughs> that's all right. It's better than paper um, rustling. <laughs> well, there you go. Definitely better than paper rustling. Uh, so this way, the train um, horn can lull you to sleep. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I agree with Joseph. Um, starting off by saying, you know, today's event, I, I believe it was a setup too. I watched it, and it was, like he said, so bizarre. The Trump supporters were there. They gathered early this morning. They had different speakers. Then after, and this was in front of the White House, and the president came and spoke, and he said he was going to walk over to the Capitol with the people, and um, and then they were going to wait for Congress to do their thing and the Senate. So people were out there singing the Star Spangled Banner, they were citing the Pledge of Allegiance, they were just hanging out. And there's lots of, uh, what do you call it, um, independent, like, YouTube creators um, that have video on this, you know, that they were streaming as well. So so you didn't have to rely on mainstream media. So that was, that was a good thing. Um, and then all of a sudden these people started running towards the Capitol, trying to scale the wall, 
breaking the windows. And once it got was, they had breached that. And like he was saying, no police were there. Then there was video of inside the Capitol. So once they got in, you know those ropes that they have to to keep people from going in certain areas. Those right. connect. Okay, so that scene, people had walked in. They were walking in casually, walking in briskly, but casually. Right. And by the time there was not a person, you know, else going in, those ropes were still standing. So it wasn't no violent takeover like they portrayed in the news, no insurrection, you know, violent this and that. And it's like, well, no. And and as far as the, the Senate making it sound like, uh, they came in with bats and guns and ready to fight. Oh, I know. What a bunch of wusses. You, you're supposed to be in the high seats of power. And if you heard Leffler tonight, you know, when she was saying, I'm not, because of what, what, what happened, I'm not going to, to, to contest the election. It's like, look, man or woman, if you're going to hold high office, you need to have courage. And these people are a bunch of, you know, they're jello. They're, they're I'll tell you what bothers me about they're that, jealous. Robert. Is the, How can you hold a the high fact office that they and be such a coward? A coward and the fact that because they were so scared. You know, have you ever, um, I don't know, been in front of a car when the horn had honked and you weren't expecting it and you kind of got mad and cringed at the same time and then it was like, okay, but still I'm kind of cringing because I just, why did you have to do that? <laughs> anyway, this, this is what these people are doing right now. They're still shaking up. And so they're trying to punish the people, the American people, basically, that were outside have, holding that rally, that protest to, to hold our elected officials accountable in order to have them investigate the irregularities so that we can feel ensured that we are going to have a, you know, free and clean election and put the people in the rightful places that they need to be and so on and so forth. So they... The ones that all bended their knee, except for Josh Hawley, he was the only one that stood still for what he originally had said he was going to stand for, and that was um, an well, objection. Well, Ted Cruz did too, right? What's that? And Ted Cruz, Are, yes, Ted, yes. Ted? Oh, okay. But the rest, they all, they, they all had this, this demeanor about them. So basically, because this happened, because of the violence, Insurrection, the violent storming of the Capitol, there's right. blood on the floor, you know, this and that. So, yeah, I'm withdrawing my uh, objection. It's like, but that doesn't mean <laughs> you withdraw. Me the, so what, what were you standing for in the first place? It was fit. That's, that's why it makes me wonder whether it was a setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're, they're talking about working bipartisan and fixing it so it'll ensure the oh, American people that the next election. No, if you don't fix this election, if you don't fix this election, there is no fixing and to fix for the next election. Oh, now we're fixed. Now we're good to go. No, 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 because the people that are in office shouldn't be in office. So, no, right. absolutely not. And I agree with you um, when you talked about um, anybody running in the future, Trump doesn't. He said he would not be interested in running again, and I don't blame him. And I don't blame him if anybody else didn't want to run ever, because we don't know if it's going to be uh, a clean election. There's just no way to ensure us because you let this one go by. So this was a fraud. So anything else that follows is going to be a fraud because it was never corrected. We weren't asking for anybody to overturn anything 
as Josh Hawley had put it, all we were asking for is an investigation into it, into the irregularities that took place. No. There's a man that can prove that ballots, that, you know, what ballots are fraud, what ballots are not fraud. And it's done, you know, by a machine, and he makes a big old presentation, and um, and he's been doing it for for years. Anyway, he's an older man, and he presented in front of one of these committees in one of these swing states. Um, and, John, you're absolutely right about the hypocrisy. You didn't say hypocrisy, but basically that's what you were saying, I believe, when um, when you said the money, the amount of money that they wanted to, or that they did spend on Russiagate and and the impeachment and all of that, and they don't want to yeah. investigate this. All of a sudden, suddenly, no, because it will um, it will destroy our democracy if we investigate. That we need to let this election. What? Huh? Well, if we let you know the truth, yeah, basically what they're telling the American people. Listen up, America. Uh, this is probably the most important thing I've ever I have said this year, and maybe even all year. And Ke- we'll get Kelly on, and then we'll have Jim Condi Jr. in as well. But here's what they're telling us: We know that this election was fraud. We know it's stolen. That's why we don't want you to see. That's why we're not going to investigate. Because if we did, we would be proving to you that it was stolen and it was fraud. So in order to protect vote integrity, election integrity, we can't let you see and have more proof that they're actually it did actually happen. So that's what you're telling us. You're basically telling us, yeah, we're the we are the way we are protecting the way are we are protecting the integrity of the election is to keep you from seeing the proof that it actually was stolen. And by and but but and by so by default you're making us think, yeah, it was probably corrupted because you won't even let us investigate it. So what are you hiding? Go ahead, Suzette. I'm sorry. My last final statement before I turn it back over to you is the fact that they're talking about working bipartisan to fix it. Well, yeah, what's course, wrong yeah. if everything is fine, everything just worked out dandy, and the selection needs to be stated to um, bring in the new 46th president, Joe Biden? There are no voter fraud, so what are you going to fix? You all just admitted right now that you wanted to fix this bipartisan, uh, working bipartisanly. What are you yeah, going to fix? That's a great point. What are you going to fix? Hello? I mean, geez, people. I, I, oh, not you, but you. That's why I was so angry. There's <laughs> so many things, but back to you, Robert. <laughs> that, and, that's a great, and that's a great point, yeah. If you guys want to fix our elections and make sure there's voter integrity in, in our elections, then, yeah, then if it's not broken, why are you trying to fix it? So let's go ahead and bring in Kelly, and then we've uh, got Jim in. Uh, Kelly, thanks for coming to the show. Um, I'll just leave the happy out and just say New Year to you. Go ahead. Hello. You mean Kelly? Hello, Kelly. Hello. Well, um, yeah, it was a little disturbing today, and it does look suspicious when they – got into the Capitol building, I and mean, they didn't seem to have any purpose. Um, I mean, maybe they did, but they didn't have a spokesman. They didn't issue any demands and will leave. Trump got involved. Trump says, just go home. Just go home. Um, One-minute speech, and then they filtered out, and 
somebody I know that's got a number of contacts indicated that the person actually broke the window and got in uh, through the door or what have you, however they got in. It was really an Antifa person, that, uh, and I was suspicious of that because you, know, you, you, you infiltrate and then you make the, the uh, Trump supporters look really bad. And this is going to hurt the Republicans long term. And independent party, I yeah, I am that. I'm a libertarian. But um, update, the vote is being objection of Arizona. So I think it was kind of right away. You went Alabama, Alaska, Arizona. Bam, objection. Uh, I watched it. And you have the question from Pence. And by statute, it's Title Three of the U.S. Code, Sections 1 through 15, and he has to ask for an objection. With every state, he has to ask for an objection. And then, uh, yes, the gentleman came forward. Do you have it in writing in support of the senator? Yes. And so then they started having the discussion, splitting the houses, uh, Senate having their discussion, and uh, House having their discussion. And the votes, I was just watching the votes on the objections. Both parties have to agree to object and the votes are looking bad in the house because a number of a number of republicans are not supporting the objection they're still republicans supporting the objection but a number of republicans not supporting the objection and all the yeah and, we need to keep names on that and and, and, and support it to people who uh oppose them in their next primary right right but i was i was watching this before i went out in the field today but um, so Ted Cruz, when things were peaceful, had a very good idea. He said, look, in 1875, they formed a committee, three from the House, three from the Senate, and three from the Supreme Court to look into um, five. Yeah, five, five uh, from each, five from the House, five from the Senate, five from the Supreme Court to look into the problems and the irregularities. And he, he it was a very polished uh, – Thing he even said, you know, look, if uh, if Biden has won, then there will be no harm other than a delay. And so he was bringing that up, and then uh, other people are speaking. You take your turns, blah blah blah. Um, you can watch it live, and then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm watching as these people are climbing up the wall of this this platform. You know, I don't know, 60 foot wide platform. People are gathering, and it's it's like, oh my gosh, are they going to get in? Sure enough, they got in. And then uh, the Senate and House had to evacuate, disrupted everything. And Lindsey Graham spoke, uh, I'd say, about a half hour, 45 minutes ago. He basically says, I'm not supporting the objection. And so, uh-oh. So it, it's mm-hmm. not going to – it's not – the objections are not going to have the votes necessary. And so unless some – like Robert said, some – something amazing or some miracle, uh, Biden is going to be president on, on the 20th. He'll be sworn in or sworn at. And uh, <laughs> so there you go. I mean, that's just um, – it, it's beyond belief. But uh, the necessity of having civility is, is very, very important, and I, I don't condone what they did. I understand, and I've heard other congressmen saying the same thing. I understand their frustration – um, but not condoned um, such behavior. 
And then, yeah, you brought up a good question, Robert. Why why was the D.C. police and the Capitol Police and the National Guard, um, it was just really lame. Why didn't they resist? Did they want this to happen? Uh, I mean, this is really, I, I know I just said this, but it's going to hurt the Republicans for quite a while. Um, I mean, Trump did, and it was like, what, many many blocks away where he did give his speech, and he laid out all the evidence that he had seen. You know, we're talking Pennsylvania. There are some counties, more voters, more votes than there were voters. Uh, the law is not being followed by, already set forth by the legislature. Um, this, that, and other things. And recently, a uh, Yvonne Pulitzer, he's like a computer geek. He looks like Dilbert. You know, that kind of a geek. And he uh, communicated that, yeah, we found modems. We found modems in Dominion Machines in Georgia. And uh, Antrim County, that report, perused that pretty pretty quick. The conclusion with Antrim County, Michigan, is that the county results should have never been certified. Um, all sorts of problems, right, left, left, and right. The first congressman who spoke on this topic, can't remember his name, he said, look, they need to follow the law of the legislature. They had a poster with the Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, Subsection 2, about how the legislature determines the manner of the elections. And they had, you know, big bold letters, and he spoke. And he was um, – he received quite a bit of, of applause and standing ovation by the Republicans. But I think this stunt has swayed some Republicans against – um, what Ted Cruz have been working for and others to object. So, so some congressmen and senators have now, instead of uh, supporting objection, they are going against the objection. So it's not going to, it's just not, the objections are not going to pass both houses. And they're, and so this is, this is a bad maneuver. So they're going to object probably to a few more states, but uh, it's not much that's going to be accomplished. Um, well, in the state legislature, we all kind of knew that anyway. Um, I mean, we knew we, we knew it was stealing. That's one. Go ahead. Did somebody say? Sorry, I interrupted. Sorry, I interrupted. Go oh ahead. no, no. No, I, again, I'll just get, go ahead, Susan. I'll just get saying that that's why you know again, whether they were, you know, Trump supporters or not, and I, I'm the more I hear, the more I'm thinking we're going to discover these were Trump supporters. But you said earlier, and then to that, I'll make a quick comment, and then I'm going to bring in Jim, is that you said uh, that you don't condone it. You know what? Frankly, for me, I understand why, if they were Trump supporters, why they didn't. Again, I really don't think that they were. Um, but they could have been patriots who were feeling they had no other recourse because of what's going on. And if that is the case, if those really were patriots, you said, you know what, we, we don't have any other recourse. I condone it. I think I, I, the, the, the politicians in, in on our, the Supreme Court, it apparently, especially if the reports are true, that Robert said, well, I don't want to have riots on my hands. It's, those are the things that they listen to. They listen to the violent mob. They listen to BLM. The BLM. They listened to Antifa when they were burning the buildings and they were killing people and stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying we should kill innocent people, 
Okay, I'm not saying we should kill innocent people. She's I'm not saying that. You know, but I'm saying is that the 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 they don't they don't fear us anymore because we can't elect them out because if the elections are rigged, which I think that they are, I don't think we could get them elected out. So what other recourse to people? So I I mean, if they were truly thought that they were doing the patriotic thing because they felt like they had a recourse, I could donate. Because, yes, it's violence, but unfortunately, if we truly are in a war, and a lot of folks think that we are, then that's how wars are won. Wars are won until the other side concedes, you know, and and, and, and puts up the white flag for peace. And they're not doing that. I mean, it would be great if we could talk our way out of it, you know, or, or vote our way out of it. But we can't vote our way out of it. They, they've done, shown that we can't. I mean, and, and then this election, let me tell you something. By those two Democrats, you know, one of them definitely won, one of them may, probably will. That, I think that just proves even more that as elections go, we're done. Um, we're done. I don't, know how we could re- I don't know how we could repair it. I mean, we've got to find a way or else you're going to see more of that stuff that happened at the Capitol, and it's actually going to be real. I really do, believe, I really do think that. I think that may have been staged, but I think the real stuff may yet to be coming. We may still we may still see, you know, and this may be the beginning of a new American revolution. It may have begun. We'll see. Um, but uh, Suzette, you want to make a comment, and then I'll bring in Jim. Then after Jim, we got Joe. Um, I was just going to say, uh, adding to what you were saying as far as condoning the violence, it seemed to me that. Um, and I guess Kelly too, from what he said, is that everything was going well as far as the you know people that were not uh, supporting the objection on the Republican side. Those guys were actually clapping for the ones that were supporting the objection, which was a good thing. You got a lot of applause after each uh, person stated their um, objection as far as they could or as much as they could, and um, because I guess that was the first round. But um, I think because and I watching it on NTD, and then I would click over to um, Newsmax because they were skipping around, blocking out. You would hear somebody speak. They would be on the floor speaking, and then all of a sudden it would be a blank, and then somebody else would be in the middle of their speech and or talking, you know, up there on the floor, and then they would skip to somebody else. So it was like they were messing with, um, you know, the the feed that they were putting out in Congress. Because all of them were the same way, skipping around like that. I started to go to Fox and started, you know, just going through them to see what the heck was going on because the person that started talking um, is gone and somebody else is talking now. It's like, well, what happened to the other person I was just listening to? And I think they pulled the trigger when they saw that too many people are seeing this. We have to pull our backup plan. All right. Call in those guys that come storm the Capitol. Because there was no reason at that point for patriots, even as angry as they were over the election and everything that's transpired over this four years, uh, you know, attacks and so forth, there's no reason for them to storm the Capitol when things were going good, when they were making their points. And Democrats didn't have anything to stand on except for they're going to destroy our democracy, you know, (laughs) and that was it. And then they pulled this. It's, it's, I'm putting the pieces together in my head right now from things that are, you know, being said by your different callers. And 
And it's like, oh, my God, that's that's exactly what they did. Because when Trump had tweeted yeah, out that's for good, people to yeah. peacefully go home, yeah, when Trump tweeted to go home peacefully, um, uh, Twitter censored it. And so Joe Biden's he had come out and made a statement, you know, about the whole incident and this and that. So it, it looked like Joe Biden cared and Trump didn't as far as didn't tell any uh-huh. supporters back off or anything else. Then what is that about? Yeah, see, they're trying, <laughs> they're trying, they're trying to destroy it right there. Because they're trying to destroy Trump's legacy is what they're going to try to do. They're going to try mm-hmm. to, you know, destroy Trump's legacy and say, oh, he was a divider, blah, blah, blah. We know better, you know, and that's, and that's, what, the, yeah. and that's what they're going to try to do. Well, we're not going to allow that. Well, we, we're just not going to allow that to happen. Um, let's well, go we ahead can't. And, that, uh, one, one, last, one last thing. There was a congressman that stood up and was talking, and he said, anybody who continues to support Trump uh, from this day forward will be shamed and will be considered an outcast, blah, blah, blah. So he already put that in there for their supporters on the, on the left side. I just wanted to mention that. So, um, so we need to stand up hard. <laughs> anyway, back to you all. Well, yeah, no, certainly. And you know what? The, screw, the, screw the politicians. We don't give a damn what they think or feel or say because, you know what? They, that's the thing. They're so inside their own little bubble there. They don't give a – you know, they, 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 they act like we actually care what the hell they feel, think, and say. We, frankly, we need to give them the message. We don't. We don't care what you say. We don't care that just because you're like, oh, well, because Chuck Schumer said that anyone associated with Trump, you're going to be an outsider. You're going to be shamed. You know what? You're not going to shame me. I have no shame now or then or in the future that I supported uh, uh, President Trump. No shame at all. I will, ne- that, that I'll, that I will never be shamed that I supported President Trump. Let's go ahead and get hey, yeah. to well, in. Uh, can, I, can I tell you the update? The update on no, the vote quick, for – I kept holding off Jim. Uh, um, is it real quick, Kelly? Yeah, I'll make it quick. So – on agreeing to the objection regarding Arizona, this is the House votes. Um, Democrats, 164 nay, meaning not supporting the objection. Republicans, 56 nay. 94 Republicans said yes to the objection. So the totals are yay, 94, nay, 220. Um, so that's that's your results of the objection for the Arizona Electoral College. Um, too many Republicans are going with the Democrats on this one. So that's the first state oh, to object. Yeah. Oh, no surprise. And so the, these seven, you know, if you count New Mexico, seven, um, it's just not going to happen, the objections, enough well, to, we know, well, to do we, anything. We, we know that. But at this point, yeah, we know that. Um, but at this point, it's, it's the, the, the numbers are, that are important is we need to discover, and as I said earlier, uh, have a list of, okay, which Republicans were nay, which were yay, and the ones who are nay, wherever state or locality you're in, those are the people you need to find uh, patriotic challengers to and, and remember this day. I think uh, January 6th definitely is a historic day that no American, no patriotic American could ever forget. Uh, let's go ahead um, and bring in Jim. Thank you very much, Jim. Thanks for your patience for coming to the show. Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you, Jim. Go ahead. Oh, and then okay. we got John. We got other callers. Just push one on your number dial. If you'd like to get in, there's plenty of time. Go ahead, Jim. I uh, I, I would have muted my phone. I, I think I was quiet, but I didn't know my phone was open while everyone was talking. Now, 
Oh, no, that's a, well, only, only briefly. <laughs> I haven't heard much of the show, unfortunately. Um, of all the comments I've heard, first of all, I want to make clear for the uh, the listeners that we may not know are on the line, if you know what I mean. These are my comments, Jim Condit Jr.'s. This and then not say Robert's. Bob, right? Right. This is not Robert's, not Kelly's, not anybody else's. I'll take uh, they're all my own comments, but of all the comments I've heard so far, I and I think all of them are reasonable, but I agree with what you said, Robert, the most. But I'm going to go further. When they broke into the House, criminals, the congressmen and the senators, criminals, who are all the ones who are standing with blatant, proven vote fraud. Now, if you heard Trump speak this morning, he laid out in 10 minutes in each state what is already – you can't deny there's vote fraud when 139% of the voters in Detroit are voting. That would mean like they have 100,000 registered voters, but 139,000 people voted. And he went through every state. When that's on the record, and, and, and some criminal like Mitch McConnell, who I always knew was deep state and was lay, lay, laying in wait there, he comes out and gives this – disgusting speech about how we got to stand by the integrity of elections. These are people covering up the overthrow of a president by blatant vote fraud. Every mail-in ballot is per se illegal. There were no mail-in ballots between 19 before 1996. They are per se illegal because you don't know who mailed them. There's no chain of custody. The chain of custody is broken in the mail, and it's broken when it sits at these board of elections. And quite frankly, about uh, 3,136 of our 3,141 boards of elections people, however stupid they are, need to be arrested because they're holding illegal elections for the last 30 years. I'm not saying that's going to happen. That's what needs to happen. All those senators, and I hate to say Rand Paul's among them, who are voting to sanction this open vote fraud need to be arrested for treason. I don't think he's going to do it, but I would be for Trump tomorrow morning declaring the Insurrection Act and arresting all those congressmen, all the media people. Now, I don't agree that this was a fake Antifa thing. The media people, voices were shaking. The people, Raddatz, that, that witch who sits in for the warlock uh, 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 George Stephanopoulos, her voice was shaking at the Capitol. She said, I don't see any law enforcement. All I see is people around me with Trump shirts and Trump signs, and, and her voice was shaking. Now, I'm not saying there were no Antifa people planted there, but I am saying that I don't believe the invasion of the Capitol. I'll tell you, Robert, the invasion of the Capitol by the, what I think were the patriots is one of the happiest moments of my political life in the last 50 years. I fully support it. I fully support them sending those rats scampering out of the Congress and the Senate. Uh, the way they were reacting and the media was acting, it was for real. It was not a staged thing. And do you know that the woman who was shot, she was the first person when they broke the glass. There's, in fact, they're showing right now. Somebody got a video of it. They're showing it on uh, Fox. When, she, when they broke the glass, the Patriots got in. And they overwhelmed the, the Capitol Police, and then they went to where there was a window door or something or a window 
blocked, and they broke the broke the glass. And the woman who first uh, crawled through, who looks, I thought she, I was imagining a little old lady just walking down the hall and getting shot. This woman was in the military 14 years. She looks like a beauty queen. She was shot in the neck by the police, right. a Capitol police, when she was the first one to go through towards where the congressman's, uh, you know, their meeting place is. And you can see her. She's shot in the neck. She falls back and she dies. So that was the only violence that I know of other than I consider the breaking of the window to scare those criminal congressmen totally justified. I really wish, as, as Trafficant used to say, the late great congressman Trafficant, that, that a number of them would have been kicked in the crotch. He, would always, he never did it, but he would always say that's what someone deserved if they were lying. And I mean, they, I wish they would have been beat up a little because these, these people are one million times more dangerous to our country, these congressmen supporting this vote fraud, than a poor black guy or a poor white guy holding up a store and robbing the store at gunpoint. And I'm 1,000% against armed robbery. But these congressmen are one million times. I don't think people know what's happening. This is the communist takeover. They stole the two elections in Georgia. We got a Marxist and a communist in from Georgia. As long as we have mail-in votes, we will never win an election again, taken over forever. That criminal Biden's going to legalize 40 million illegal aliens. The Congress passed in 1993. Uh, someone was revealing on Laura Ingram, or no, somebody on the floor. It was Mo Brooks, the, the representative from uh, uh, Georgia, who revealed that in 1993 the Democrats and Clinton signed it, passed that you can't check for citizenship of anybody voting. Criminals, criminals, criminals. Yes, Clinton, yes, Obama. Bush, huh? What? No, I said you're right. Yeah, I said incredible. Yeah, criminals, all of them. And it's now, it's now out in the open. I've known it for years. Now, what's, here's what's about to happen in America, and you, you can believe me or not believe me. We're headed for a contrived famine. We're headed for a contrived lack of water. You better get your, your storage food and water within the next two to four years, at least no more than, than, than eight we are going to be subjected if Biden gets in and Trump doesn't declare martial law uh, or not martial law. He's going to have to do the insurrection act, which I don't think he's going to do. We are going to have contrived food shortages. You're going to have to have a, a one of these poisonous sterilizing uh, for women and men vaccines uh, that are that have that is the first vaccine ever, according to Dr. Fuchs last night on the old Art Bell show. Now the George Nury show. He said this is the first vaccine ever that will go into every cell of your body. He's not sure why they made it that way, but he thinks it's to disrupt DNA and alter DNA. So anybody that takes one of these poisonous vaccines should have their head examined or they still trust the media. But at any rate, I'll I'll, I'll wind up here, Robert, but I will say this again, and this is why I've defended Trump, even though he's done many things that he just kept doing with the deep state. He's so engulfed by the deep state. It's getting more and more obvious. But Trump is the only guy that said anything favorable about the invasion of the – and making those congressmen and senators scatter. He said at the end of his tweet, right before Twitter banned the president of the United States, Twitter has banned Trump's Twitter account. Right. Um, he, he said, go home in love and remember this day forever. He's the only one – that said anything to support 
those people. I don't believe it was because uh, of the way the news media reacted. I mean, if, I don't know if I watch CNN and I watched it more today and MSNBC than I do usually do. I usually watch it 10, 15 minutes a day at the most, but I watched it for a long time today. Uh, and, and when I was here in the office doing things and they were shaken, they knew that their next, maybe the, the news media, they were, they were totally shaken to see the Capitol police unable to fend against thousands of people that went in there. And, you know, they were, they were, uh, they were, it, it was announced that the Trump people, one guy was sitting in Pence's chair in the meeting room, in the senatorial meeting room, one late guy was sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair giving the victory sign, and they said that the patriots that went in were rifling through the uh, the the desks of all the senators, seeing what they could find. I hope it comes out they found some treasonous stuff. So I, I don't think it was an Antifa. I, I, think, I don't think it was fake. I think people are... There, a lot of families are bankrupt thanks to these criminals like Mike. We have a criminal government, and it will now take – and let me say one more thing here, which I didn't say. Thanks to Sean Hannity, the guys I most like, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, Bill Cunningham in Cincinnati, the head of the NRA, the head of Right to Life, the head of the t- – thanks to them not demanding an open vote count. On one election day for the past 30 years, we are now facing communism and civil war if Biden gets in. Our only way to stop it will be civil war, and that will be to go after the people in office who are doing things and shoot them. That will be the only way to stop us going under communism where they haul us off to jail and kill 10 to 15 million Americans like the communists always do when they take over a country. So we're at that point. Because all of our conservative leaders did not listen to those of us who were tanked for the last 41 years, the Colliers, Bev Harris, myself since 1979. We couldn't get anybody to just demand an open vote count. No, it was good enough for Rush and Hannity and the head of the NRA and the head of Right to Life all over the country to say, we'll let our enemies take our votes in the back room and count them in secret and tell us who won. And because of the failure. The cowardice, or they didn't want to lose their job of those conservative leaders, we are now facing a civil war if we're going to stop communism from totally taking over our country. That's my not-so-humble opinion, Robert, and that's why I said it's only my opinion. Nobody else is on this show. Well, I'll tell you what, we, um, you know, Joe had, uh, I don't know if Joe will call back in, but um, he dropped his call. We have David in next, uh, so David will get you in shortly. Uh, perhaps Joe will uh, give us a call back later in the show uh, for his comments. But a lot of what said, I do. Robert, I'm still on the show. Oh, no, no, Joe, not Joseph. There was was Joe. Not not you, Joseph, Joe from New York. (laughs) No, that was, uh, thanks, Joseph. That was, yeah, Joe from New York. Uh, He was on the line. He was the next in the green room. I was going to bring him in, but uh, he dropped the call. Sometimes he does that and comes back, um, but we'll we'll see if we hear from from him. But no, uh, and then David, I'll get you in a, in a few moments. Uh, but a lot of what you said, you know, I've been thinking and feeling for a long time. Uh, I'm glad you had the the cojones to actually say it, because <laughs> I think there's a lot of folks out there 
who are really thinking what you're thinking. They're just too, you know, they just don't want to say it for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, my I'm not. My concern is, uh, Jim, is that what you're stating, and I hope we're wrong. But I think that may be. I'm not saying it is. But I'm saying that may be what it takes. I gotta. I hope that's not right. I hope that's that's, I, well, I, that's I, not I, what it Robert, takes. I hope I'm wrong too, because this is a civil war. You don't even know who to, unless you're going to go after the people sitting in public office. You don't even know who to go after. I mean, you don't want the citizens shooting. I hope I'm wrong. I just don't see a way out. If we got. Mail-in voting, it's obvious what they did in the presidential election due to this bogus COVID hype. Now, I'm not saying there's not a COVID virus. I'm not saying there isn't one-half of 1% or one-tenth of 1% old folks mainly dying of it. That, that, they unleash something in the public with, with, with Fauci sending $7.4 million in two checks to Wuhan lab. Yeah. And why isn't he in jail? Why isn't he in jail? Aren't the Chinese, they tell us every other hour is our greatest enemy. Then Fauci sends the Wuhan thing where the virus supposedly came out, and he's still walking around. As we're supposed to worship his his lying, murderous words. But but I'm sorry, I got I got I got sidetracked. It. No, but I'm hoping too. Yeah, I'm hoping too that this does not happen. I just don't see how with mail-in ballots, they obviously just keep producing mail-in ballots till they win, and every and the Republicans put up with it. I just don't know how we ever win an election again. Or well, how? Let's see what David. Let's see what David's got to say on that. And uh, thank you very much, uh, David, for um, we got everyone's mics open, so we will be doing our roundtable, of course. Um, and speaking of Joseph, you'll be uh, the next uh, up, Joseph, unless uh, Joe can, uh, calls back in. But uh, maybe uh, David's got some answers for us. Uh, thank you, David, for coming to the show. Uh, thank you uh, for having me. Uh, I was at work, and, you know, I just got updated on everything. I thought, you know, these were uh, these Patriots actually broke down barriers and everything. But from what I'm finding out, it's a setup. It was an absolute setup. I, I don't think there was Antifa or anybody because um, – <sighs> everything would have been burned down if some people would have been taken hostage or whatever. But, uh, no, you pushed the people past the brink of, um, of, uh, of crazy and they're going to act crazy. So, you know, this is just a taste of what's going to happen. And, you know, I just been wrestling all day. How do you have a rally of 70,000 plus people and you lose, you lose a Senate race, two of them, you lose to, um, a communist, and then you lose to, and then you lose to an avowed socialist who has ties with China. You have someone who's anti-American who literally says anti-American things, and he's anti-Semitic. And then you have someone who who got his ass handed to him in the in the in the House race, and then he wins the Senate. That doesn't make any sense. And you you expect me to believe that fat slop of shit Stacey Abrams inspired people? No, 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 no. Just like uh, what's his face was saying, yeah, these mail-in ballots. You know, it's just like the Stalin thing. Count the votes until you win. And they just kept pushing those mail-in ballots because of COVID, because of COVID, because of COVID. And this is what's happened. Joe Biden is a puppet, and Kamala Harris is nothing more than a – I don't even – I'm not even going to say what, I'm, what Kamala Harris is. We all know what she is. What she is. She's a <laughs> – part of my language, she's, That's true. she's a 
fucking liar. Everything she says is a liar. She listened to rap music that was created six years before they even started rapping. She took an article from Playboy to say, oh, feed on when I was nine years old. She said that she was busting, that she was a part of the uh, segregation, or the second people who did the uh, forced busing. No, she wasn't. She's a lot. You expect me to believe someone who got 0.8 of a percent in her own state and had to drop out, one of the, fir- the first to drop out, would get 81 million people. Hey, let's just vote for her. You know, she wasn't popular, but you know, let's, let's vote for right. her. Or Joe Biden. Oh, we, we hate Trump so much. We're going to hate for Joe Biden. 75 million people said, F you, we're voting for Trump. We want him to take us out of this because he is. We've got to rebuild this economy. And, you know, the worst is yet to come. It's no longer the best. The worst is yet to come. And I'm trying to be optimistic, but, you know, they now have the Senate. They now have the, they now have the House. They now have the presidency, apparently. And Trump has to get his 11th hour. He needs to, he needs to declare the Insurrection Act. Uh, it, it may be yeah, no our only hope, but I, I, I agree with uh, Jim. I don't, I don't think he will, uh, which, you know, it may be very well. You know, you know, it, it may be very well that he'd need to, but yeah, I, I agree. I don't think, uh, I don't think he will. Uh, now, the way, uh, David, you're from North Carolina, and we certainly appreciate him. Said we, the way we do it here is we'll keep your mic open as long as it's no background noise. Uh, we'll do we do our roundtable discussion where I, I try to bring it around to everybody uh, as equally as mm-hmm. I can, uh, for, you know, for our topics or continue uh, conversation. And so, speaking of the roundtable. Uh, we are bringing it back uh, over to uh, our, our first caller tonight, and that is uh, to uh, to you, Joseph. And if you want to add on anything to any of the comments you heard tonight uh, so far, and then we'll you know maybe we'll bring in another topic. Of course, that is uh, I want to bring in uh, tonight about the and you kind of alluded to it. So I, I appreciate that, David. You know, about what happened in Georgia, because uh, you know again you know if you go to the Bard's Lodge Political Talks uh, website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Go to the Bard's Logic Newsroom. A lot of good articles on there. Uh, you can subscribe to it. You only get a one-weekly update, so you're not going to be inundated with uh, emails. Uh, and you can also uh, follow Bard's Logic here on Blog Talk Radio as well. Uh, that uh, would be appreciated. But, I mean, you see it in the, on the video. I, I thought maybe you needed to have uh, Twitter, but you don't. But you actually can see a video where – uh, one of the senators loses 5,000 votes just right there on TV. 5,000 votes gone off his tally. So check, um, uh, so check that out. But let's go ahead and bring that back to you, Joseph. Go ahead. Yes. So um, I actually agree with uh, everyone on the panel, uh, Suzette, uh, Kelly. Uh, I agree with uh, uh, Jim. Um, this is a setup. What else could it be? I mean, I think a five-year-old can come to that conclusion, five-year-old with IQ and common sense. I mean, once again, I have to emphasize Capitol Hill is known as one of the most guarded institutions in Washington, D.C. I mean, just to take a tour of Capitol Hill, you have to be on a list, and you have to go through security, and you have to go through screening. That did not happen today. It was as if it was a switch and bait. And this could be the final edition of the coup to dethrone Trump. And people have to remember that half of the Republican Party 
never played ball with him from the moment he was elected, period, to this very day, because they view him as an existential threat. They view him as a threat to the status quo, as the man is going to come and clean up the corruption and drain the swamp. But at the same time, and I don't blame people for being defeated uh, or feeling defeated, but ladies and gentlemen, if we give up, then our enemy has already won. Because that's exactly what they want us to feel, the way we feel right now. They want to disenfranchise us. They want us to feel defeated, demoralized, that there's no sun that's going to rise up tomorrow. Because then if we do that, then we're just going to sit obey, and we're just going to be quiet, and we're just going to take whatever they dish. And it's also called psychological warfare. That's what they want. And once again, I can't emphasize if our forefathers would have done the same thing, had the brave men who fought for the Union on the Civil War would have did the same thing, had our brave soldiers would have did the same thing in World War One and World War Two, we would be speaking Japanese and German today. And I think today was a wake-up call. Although it was a setup that they made it too easy for them to break in, it was a wake-up call for the people to say, enough is enough. And I think this was more of a warning shot than anything else. But if we keep on thinking to ourselves and we psychologically convince ourselves what the mainstream media right now is trying to convince ourselves that, okay, it's all over, that's it. Well, then anyone we love, and this is just my opinion, we might as well seal their fate as well. Because if we stop fighting for this country... We might as well seal their fate as well. So, so anyone that has a wife or children, we might as well say goodbye to them because if the whole system collapses, we all go down. And that's why we, we can't give up. And I think today was a wake-up call. I think today was a sign by a portion of the base who said, we are not going to take it anymore. We are going to resort to different means that we have not done before because playing nice doesn't work. You can't play nice with your enemies. People forget in World War II, why were the Americans so successful in defeating Nazi Germany? Because they bombed the bejesus out of them. They were relentless. They didn't go, oh, okay, we're going to be soft on you, you know, Adolf Hitler. You know, we don't, we don't want to bomb out your civilians. No, uh, especially Winston Churchill. I mean, that guy, he had a lot of courage and conviction. You know, in a time where his whole Half of the country was divided in Britain, and they kept on pushing the appeasement. No, we got to appease Hitler. No, we can't go to war with Hitler. What did Winston Churchill say? War is necessary. We have no choice. You cannot appease the enemy. And so, ladies and gentlemen, appeasing is not going to work. And I don't want it to come to this. Nobody wants it to come to this. But if it has to get bloody, it's going to get bloody. Because you and I can't stop it, Robert. We're just... We're just two people, or that includes everyone on the show. We're not enough to stop uh, a, a whole uh, civil war. I wish I had the magic wand to wave that, but we just don't have it. So whether we like it or not, you keep on pushing people too far, it's going to happen. So here's what I project is going to happen. It's called the House of Cards, and it's not going to take too long for the House of Cards to collapse. So right now the spineless, weak Republicans – are trying appeasement again because they don't learn from their lessons. 
And I keep on saying, who keeps on voting these people in power for 40 years? Like Mitch McConnell. Like Harry Reid. Uh, not Harry Reid, but you know when he used to be uh, majority speaker. But like uh, Lindsey Graham, who's now dissenting away from um, right. Trump. Uh, and Paul, who elected these people? Seriously, the, they're the, not fighting the for us. Oh, and and Massey. Massey in Kentucky. I mean, the, he's the another one. The people that control the computer it, it, fraud it, it, are Exactly. And, and, and they're all playing into the media narrative of, oh, my God, this was horrible. What happened today was unforgivable, was inexcusable, was the end of the world. And, no, it's a wake-up call. And, you know, Tucker Carlson said it best. He says, if we don't learn from what happened today and we don't learn to address the reasons as to why this happened today, then we are dumber than we think, and then we are doomed. So we have to, uh, and Tucker Carlson went as far as to say, I'm not condoning what happened today, but we have to learn from what happened today. We have to understand why, why the people who stormed the Capitol had all this anger and frustration. And one more interesting thing he said, he says what almost everyone else said on this show, including Suzette and Kelly, if we let them rig this election, then there will never be an integrity of the election ever again unless it comes to a civil war. Robert, you know me. Everyone in the show knows me. I don't want it. Nobody wants it. But eventually that's where we're going. And I think today was a wake-up call to say, hello, we're practically there. It could have been worse. You know, like David said, if it was Antifa, guaranteed people would have been held hostage. They would have came in armed. They would have tried to burn down the Capitol Hill. They would have tried to deface the murals and the monuments. I guarantee you it would have been like a snapshot of Kenosha, Portland, Minnesota, L.A., Chicago, and New York, all in one snippet in Capitol Hill. And I guarantee you, if it would have been Antifa and Black Lives Matter, by the end of the day, Capitol Hill would have been burnt down to the ground. And the liberals would be looking the other way. Guaranteed. And I defer back to you, Albert. Well, here, you know, and, and being a, a big Star Trek fan, and then we'll bring it back to you, uh, you, John, is I think a lot of folks are feeling you know, what this audio clip I've, I've got here. And this could be for, uh, for telling as well. Trickle us, do we not laugh? Trick us, do we not bleed? Wrong us. Shall we not revenge? And again, I think a lot of folks, yeah, that's how they feel. Like, look, this is what you've done, not only to us, the American people. This is what you are doing to our republic. We can no longer... Trust our elections. We can no longer speak on social media because they're, you know, like Trump. They can drop your account uh, or on Facebook where people get put in Facebook jail or it's continually mocked. Oh, well, the, the reports on this election fraud are being, cont- you know, things of that nature. So you're not, they're not getting us, and the media is becoming, if not already, well, it's, it's pretty much already. The state-run media, or if not the state-run media, the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. And, of course, you've got so many Republicans, I think, coming on board, you know, that you can almost say a state-run, uh, you know, a state-run media. 
And then what they're all, you know, and again, I've said this before on other shows, and, and you're welcome to go back and, and listen to different podcasts here. Uh, you can find uh, the podcast on a lot of your, you know, podcast apps on uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, that's something local. You can find Bart's Logic on Political Talk on iHeartRadio. Uh, but you've heard us say in the past where, one, we, we talked about the, this, this moment happening, you know, and – We feel like, well, you know, we got the media, again, who's where the Democrat Party is turning us into China. And what we've meant by that by saying this on the show, China's run by a one-party system, and that is what the Democrat Party is is working toward. I mean, mean, it looks like for at least the next two years they're going to have full control of the government. So now they not only have full control of the government, they also have a media that, you know – that is their propaganda machine, and that they, they spew, and they have been for five years, all the Democrat talking points. They hide, okay, they hide uh, information. Like, look how they hid the, the Hunter Biden scandal. Look how they hid that. And so you don't see, uh, you know, you don't see any, a lot of reports on that. So you're going to not only have a state-run me. I mean, sorry, you're not going to only have a one-party rule, at least, you know, nationally. You're also going to have a media that protects those politicians and protects the government from information that otherwise uh, we the people should get. And that's why if you go back to Bard's logic since the very beginning, I've said this, you know, you know we, we, we promoted this since 2012 to do your own research because even way back then you really couldn't trust the media. But it's gotten much, much worse these past four or five years. That you can't trust the media, and and we, you know, that is that is the what was large enemy. They're 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 the enemy, in my opinion, you know, of this country. Um, well, yeah, just like Indy Queen, thank you. Uh, and and like and you know, and let me ask Indy Queen on chat. It's you know, like I'm guessing woman because it says Queen. Uh, America has gone to hell in a handbasket. Thanks to Democrat career corrupt politicians, and, and you mentioned Mitch McConnell. And if you guys recall, that Matt Bevin ran in a primary before he ran to be governor of Kentucky. He ran uh, in the primary against Mitch McConnell. That's when we first had uh, had him on the show. We you know we had Matt Bevin on the show, uh, and then they the Republicans got an opportunity, and I mean the voters. And Kentucky to vote out Mitch McConnell in a primary, but they didn't vote for Bevin. They ended up voting for you know McConnell, and then he ran again and he became governor. You know, but one one reason why I bring up Bevin is you on that uh, that video that we have at the website www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Go to the newsroom page; it's at the top where you'll see votes just disappear. But to bet Bevin. You actually seen vips, votes flip, and I believe that even happened to Trump in Pennsylvania, where you get you, we have video of that as well. Uh, on if you go to the archives of the newsroom, I, I can't remember the date um, when, when that was. What, what set of articles? It was a set of articles that shows that shows that. But anyway, where you actually see the videos, I mean the the votes flip on the video uh, it, to Matt Bevin, but so. That and that's how I, I think they've been doing. And let me bring this um, 
to you because we've got uh, Jim Cutter Jr. on, and, and we'll bring it back down the line to you, uh, uh, Suzette, and then over to you, John. Uh, but first, I want to bring this over to, to you, Jim, because you've been working for voter integrity for a long time, you and Kelly, with, you know, the Watch the Vote USA. Definitely check out that website as well, folks, uh, watchthevoteusa.com. And, I mean, and you, as you said, Jim, uh, you've been, you know, fighting voter fraud for 40 years. Right, since 1979. Especially, especially electronic. Real quick, real quick. Uh, we remember we were talking about electronic voter fraud back in 2016. And you way That's before right. that. Well, here's the thing. What I heard in 79 when I realized they were taking the votes out of the public site before they were counted, that's really all you need to know. You don't let anybody. You don't let, uh, you know, you don't let uh, Bill Clinton, you don't let Jim Condon Jr. take your votes out of the site and count them away from where you can see it. That's the most basic rule of elections. And somehow with computers, they bamboozled that generation. I was 26 years old when I started. I'm 67 now. That generation thought computers were magic. They didn't seem to think computers could be hacked. And I talked to a number of all of them in Cincinnati back then. And uh, I know that most of them truly were not trying to ruin the country with computer elections. They thought this is so much easier. It's so Wonderful. And, and of course, young people today, if you tell somebody under 30 or maybe even under 40 <laughs> that a computer can't be hacked, they'll laugh you out of the room, you know. And of course, now some. But anyway, I don't know. I think I, I, I don't know what else, if you want me to address anything else, but I think I talked long enough and bent your ear. I'm, I'm more interested to hear what the other people have to say about, about things now. And you can bring me back if you want. But, yeah, the basic thing is okay. we got on Watch the Vote USA. Kelly and myself and Jeff Liberty worked on this for years. And it's we sent it to the Trump's short-lived presidential commission. Is at watchthevoteusa.com. And you can see a executive order that Kelly uh, worked out and we put up there. The Trump kind of did something like it. I don't know if that was – I think it was after we put ours up in 2018. And then you go a little further and you'll see the report to the PACEI, the Presidential uh, whatever uh, Election Commission. I can't remember what, was, what the letters stand for now. And we got seven essays by Jeff and Kelly and myself. And those seven essays tell why we need to have a different attitude towards elections, treat them as seriously as going to war, not just vote on the way home and wait for uh, – the newscaster to tell us what happened, and, and, and it will tell us as close as we could do exactly how to run an election, including modern-day cameras that would uh, film everything like the Las Vegas casinos filmed and banks filmed to stop cheating. We would do that at elections, stream it over the Internet live, and preserve them forever, even if it was an all-Democratic and all-Republican or an all-Republican precinct that were crooked people, they could not cheat. So uh, rather than me drone on, watchthevoteusa.com, there's the executive order, and then there's the report to President Trump's short-lived election commission, because we need to know how to count votes as well. So um, I th- you can call me back in, uh, uh, Robert, but I'd much rather hear what the other people have to say, okay? Good. And uh, one question I have for, for Indy Queen, uh, I guess I'm just guessing by the name that uh, from Indiana, 
and I've got relatives in Indiana as well. One definitely uh, upset and disappointed in Pence. I mean, I'm disappointed in Pence. So, so any queen either uh, in the chat or if you want to call us at three four seven nine four five seven four two eight and give us your take uh, on how you feel about or what you think about what Pence. And, and did you think Pence, you know, could have done something? And if he could, why he did not uh, do something uh, today? I know uh, one of the things I went to a rally. Uh, and that's one of the things I was trying to promote, you know, call the office of the vice president as well as your, your senators, you know, about working for, you know, challenging uh, this electoral vote that, you know, somewhere in the mind that he actually could play a part, which obviously, you know, we didn't. Uh, I mean, I unfortunately always had the feeling that he wouldn't. I mean, when he was actually – when it be- was between him and Newt Gingrich uh, for the vice president, and actually Gingrich had more support uh, – than, than Biden, I'm sorry, than Pence did uh, to be vice president. I mean, to go back a little bit, talk about deep state, because some people are saying, well, Pence was a deep, a deep stater, is that it was actually because of Paul Ryan that Pence was uh, picked, at least in my judgment, picked to be the vice president, because remember when Paul Ryan was kind of heading up a, con- a, a contested convention for Trump to even be the nominee. Well, I think that, you know, with Paul Ryan, you know, went to Trump and said, look, you know, Pence is kind of our guy. You know, if you want us to call off the dogs, you know, for this, this contested for a broker convention, you know, you need to make him your VP. Well, lo and behold, Pence became his VP. And, you know, what happened shortly after that? Well, shortly after that, they, they stopped talking about a uh, a convention, <laughs> a broker there, a contested convention uh, with that. So, you know, if it, if it, what they say, if it uh, quacks like a duck and looks like a duck. Uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and, again, on the roundtables you, you spurred there, uh, Jim. So we'll bring it back to uh, for comments from you, uh, John, and then Suzette, and then Kelly. And then, you know, I'll bring, bring a topic up. It's, it's close to the top of the hour, real quick program programming note before you get back to it, John, is uh, if you are out there in the chat or, you know, just listening in, listening in uh, or even on the call, don't let your call drop, drop because after the top of the hour, this next hour, if your call were dropped, unfortunately, you would not be able to call back in. Uh, so now the, the show would still go on, but if you're in the chat and you don't hear the vo- uh, uh, volume anymore, the audio anymore, that's because that gets cut off as well unable to listen to it online. You'd have to actually call in to listen to the remainder of the show. Now, if you're not able to call in, well, that's fine. I mean, all the calls, as you know, or I should say episodes, as you know, is podcast, so you'll be able to listen to the the remainder anyway. But if you want to listen to it live, maybe even participate, uh, then, you know, give us a call at 347-945-7428. You only got about another 12 minutes uh, to be able to call in. But, again, don't let's um, – your your mic or mic I, I use mic so I got a mic but your phone uh, to uh, to drop or else you won't be able to call back in uh, but go ahead John if you want to make comment on anything you heard from all of our other panelists tonight uh, and then we'll bring it back again to Suzette Kelly and then David and then uh, there's a you know topic at the top of the hour I want to bring up not a lot of folks talk about it uh, you know if you're a regular listener it is a uh, a passion of mine. But I do want to bring it up because it is something that's uh, recent in the, 
not in the big news because this is the big news now, but it's something that people really need to start paying attention to, uh, and it and it does and it is actually relevant, you know, in, in, a, in a way. I mean, it still is relevant to what our discussion is tonight. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, bring it back to you, Joe. Not um, yeah, John, not Joe, John. A lot of Jay. Here. Thank you. I wanted to jump off of what Jim was saying earlier. I was like going, Jim Condit for president of the United States. We need to get you to run, Jim. Now, I also want to jump back to a couple of shows ago, Robert, where you were talking about building alliances and understanding who all's out there that's trying to build alliances to get things done. There's different people. I know there's a group, writeyourlaws.com, judicialpedia.com. They're trying to deal with the judicial issues. And then there with what Jim was talking about was COVID, there's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's got childrenshealthdefense.org. And then Simone Gold is heading up the America's Frontline Doctors.com, and she's also working on the StopMedicalDiscrimination.org to try to force these uh, companies and different businesses, stop them from forcing you to take a vaccination or stuff like that in order to keep your job or whatnot. And in the spirit of trying to make sure that we have decent people in office, ConstitutionAssociation.com has a lawsuit to disprove or I guess they're proving that Kamala Harris is not eligible under the natural born citizen and um, citizen of the USA status to be even vice president because of her potential to become the president. So those type of things I think is very important for us to understand who alliances are out there that we can get connected to to help build this group where we can actually pull in office accountable because the masses of the people, like you guys were saying earlier, are being indoctrinated by the media and then with our Congress depriving us of our Declaration of Independence and Constitution, you know, basically committing extrinsic fraud to us, denying our redress of grievance. Well, they're going to continue that nonsense unless we figure out a way to overcome it. And I'm just saying, hey, here's some ideas that we can use to move forward to try to overcome that. Otherwise, we are going to end up in a fight, and I don't want to go there. Thank you. Back to you, sir. Well, and two things, uh, Kelly, and then we'll uh, bring it back over to you, Suzette, is one thing that I've been, you know, talked about mandatory vaccine. Well, first we'll do two things. Uh, first thing is another organization, I'd like to get uh, folks from that organization back on because I think it's going to be important moving forward, especially if there ends up being any, some type of, as you mentioned, Jim, any type of like civil war or revolution, is I think we really need to bring the Oath Keepers uh, on board or at least you know, reach out to them and talk to them because – you know, they're members of, uh, you know, police forces and military, you know, that basically have you know, sworn an oath to, you know, protect us, uh, the citizens. And so uh, that's another organization uh, that, again, I'm going to be reaching back out to get them back on the show uh, as well. Uh, but that's certainly one that I think we would need to work with because we are going to need, I mean, if, if it goes down to what we're hoping it doesn't, but we think it's, a strong possibility of going. I think we're, we're definitely going to need our our uh, police officers and our and our military, uh, and ex-military on our side. Uh, 
So that, I think that'd be a, you know a good, a good organization uh, to reach out to when you talk about that. Now, when you talk about the vaccinations, is that one thing that was missed? I think by a lot of folks um, is because and it wasn't widely talked about. Uh, and this happened during the Biden uh, uh, the, the town hall, the, the, the Biden town hall, where Biden pretty much admits that you know what well. Well, you know, I can't mandate, you know, a a vaccine. He was pretty much going to make it so that it was pretty, uh, you know, pretty much people are going to have to do that, you know. So we, um, I had an audio. I'm going to see if I can find it for folks, um, you know, about you know Biden would allow uh, mandate vaccines, and here it is. It's about a five minute clip. Now I was actually surprised uh, to hear, uh, St- you know, Stephanopoulos actually kind of stick it to him and make him try to make him try to answer the question. So now what I do here when I play an audio, just because, you know, once don't want to be any background noise, you'll hear where it says your, your mic is muted. It's only while I'm playing the audio, I'll open up your mics, uh, you know, back up. And so don't be discouraged if you hear it says you've been muted. It's not because I don't want you to talk. It's just because I'm going to be playing an audio clip. Uh, See, so actually even muted my mic. Uh, well, I played that. Now, it's about a five-and-a-half-minute clip, and there's only about six minutes in uh, this portion of the show that is uh, you have to call in uh, or make sure you don't drop your mic. So give us a call at 347-945-7428, because shortly after the audio, uh, you won't be able to, to call back in. Uh, so here it is. Uh, again, don't take my word for it. Hear it, and let's see what you think, and we'll start with you, Suzanne, and what you think on it uh, after this audio coronavirus vaccine yes. or potential. Uh, Senator Harris stated that she absolutely would not take a vaccine from President Trump. And of course, we all know it's not President Trump that would create this vaccine. It would be doctors and scientists that presumably we all trust. So my question for you is, if a vaccine were approved by between now and the end of the year, would you take it? And if you were to become president, would you mandate that everyone has to take it? Two things. Number one, President Trump talks about things that just aren't accurate about everything from vaccines. We're going to have one right away. It's going to happen and so on. The point is that if the scientists, if the body of scientists say that this is what is ready to be done and it's been tested, it's gone through the three phases. Yes, I would take it. I'd encourage people to take it. But President Trump says things like, you know, everything from this crazy stuff he's walking away from now, inject bleach in your arm and that's going to work. I'm not being a bit, I'm not being facetious about him. He's actually said these things. And now Regenerin is the answer. That's going to cure everything. There's 500,000 doses. We've got a couple, you know, we have a, more than a few million people, um, you know, and and so, and most of the, if you notice, most of the companies who are developing these vaccines are working, they're making real progress. I meet with four leading scientists at least twice a week in the beginning, four times a week, giving us the detail on what kind of progress is being made. And right now, they do the right thing. When they run into a serious problem, they halt the test. They don't continue until they figure out what the problem was. They're not there yet. And the most scientists say it's not likely to have a vaccine that would be available until the beginning of next year, into the, into the spring of next year. And in the meantime, what I worry about is the same thing with Regenerin, which is, which is a useful 
antidote, not antidote, a useful uh, tool. But what's happening is there is no plan to figure out how to distribute it. How many, you know, we have 500,000, you know, uh, um, vials of it. Well, we don't have all the testing equipment. We don't have all the ability to get it to the people who need it. And what we should be doing now, and allegedly it's happening, but I've not seen it yet, nor the docs that I've talked to have seen it, there should be a plan when we have the vaccine, how do we distribute it? And once we get it, if it's safe, it's, if it's effective, will you mandate its use? The answer is, depending on how clear there's vaccines, they say, have a very positive impact and they're going to affect positively 85% of the American public. Or there's others say this vaccine is really the key. This is, this, is the, this is the golden key. It depends on the state of the nature of the vaccine, when it comes out, and how it's being distributed. That would depend on. But I would think that we should be talking about depending on the continuation of the spread of the virus, we should be thinking about making it mandatory. How could you enforce that? Well, you couldn't. That's the problem. Just like you can't afford, you can't enforce measles. You can't, you can't come to school unless you have a measles shot. You know, you can't. But you can't say everyone has to do this. But you would, just like you can't mandate a mask. But you can say, you can go to every governor and get them all in a room, all 50 of them as president, and say, Ask people to wear the mask. Everybody knows. And if they don't, fine. And they don't, no, not fine. Then I go to every governor, I go to every mayor, I go to every councilman, I go to every local official. Say, mandate the mask. Man, say, this is what you have to do when you're out. Make sure you encourage it being done. Look, George, you and I know, and I think you do too as well, the words of a president matter. Absolutely. No matter whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, they matter. And when a president doesn't wear a mask or makes fun of folks like me when I was. Yeah, what he's, I'm open up the mic now, folks. And what, uh, when he was saying masks, he was actually meaning, because we know that uh, Biden wasn't always all there. It really isn't all there. Uh, he was talking about uh, the vaccine. So he said, yeah, we should think about mandating it. He also said, well, it depends on that. And then, of course, he wants to go to every governor. And so by going to every governor, going to every city council or, or official, and, and what, he's, what he's basically telling them, kind of like, hey, you need to tell your business owners that, you know, well, you know, you, you can't come into my, my place of business unless you have a COVID shot. Or you can't travel, you know, unless you have this, uh, I guess, you know, I'm trying to try to find the phrase of it. What was the um, passport? Yeah, COVID passport, uh, you know, if you want to do traveling or, you know, of, of a governor, maybe even traveling between states or definitely, you know, across, over the seas, but maybe in between states or say, hey, you were your kid, go to localities and say, well, your kid can't go back, can't go to school. You know, like they said, they can't really go into school without immunizations, but they can't go in the school, you know, without having being vaccinated with, you know, being vaccinated with the COVID virus. You know, vaccine. So those are the kind of things that, whereas he can't like, oh, mandate it and do an executive order, even though, again, he did say we should consider mandating it, that he's going to try to find ways to make that happen. And so, Suzette, uh, as I said, we're going to go to you on, on that topic. Um, I know we've talked about it before, but it is certainly something I think is important enough uh, to bring up again. Uh, so I, I know I, I don't plan on taking it. I don't plan on taking it. I'm, I'm not going to take take it and if, and if my my place of business 
uh, tries to you know, make it mandatory, I, um, I'll deal with it then. Uh, but go ahead, Suzanne, on your thoughts, and Kelly, and then we'll bring it to, uh, to you, hey, uh, Robert, David, and then Robert, you, Jim. But go ahead. No, no, Robert, I just have a point of information that I think uh, Joseph brought up, the gentleman, one gentleman brought up, uh, and that is who is the person he referred to who was trying to get um, a, a court ruling that businesses couldn't force you to take a vaccination? I didn't catch the name. But no, he just stated that, you know, well, where they couldn't force you to do it, that's when he said I could get – if you're talking about the audio, he said he basically couldn't force them to do it or, or not, maybe not. No, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about the audio. I'm not talking about the I'm not talking, I think it was Joseph that came in and was talking about some lady, I believe, or somebody was trying to get court rulings that they couldn't force anybody – businesses could not force anybody – to take a vaccination. Yeah, there's a that? lady named Simone Gold. She's got a, um, a group of people with the America's Frontline Doctors right. started okay. another website called StopMedicalDiscrimination.org. StopMedicalDiscrimination.org. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you. And Dr. Pam Popper out of Columbus is trying to do the same thing, and she's got about, I think, hundreds of thousands of followers on no forced vaccinations. So thank you very much. No, thank you both, uh, definitely. And Suzette, uh, again, I mean, I don't plan on taking it, not voluntarily at least. And if they try to mandate it, I'm certainly going to fight it. Uh, but again, you know, th- these are the type of things that, you know, I find ironic, Suzette, is that all these four or five years, they've been trying to put the moniker of uh, an authoritarian dictator on Trump when actually it's venom. Yeah, but it's for your own good. See, they sell it under your your. It's for your own good, for your safety, you know. Because heaven forbid you catch COVID, and you happen to be in the age group that you have ninety eight point nine nine percent recovery rate. You know, I understand that people who some people who had it um, may have you know suffered a little bit. It was like a really bad flu, you know, the aches and pains and all that. But they made it through, and that was that. But if you notice. They did talk a little bit about the regenerative. Uh, I'm not, I don't think I'm even saying it right, but that it's a tool. And how are they going to, you know, can't even begin to know how they would just distribute it. Well, that's because if you have COVID and you fall in that age group where you are um, vulnerable to, susceptible to death because of mitigating circumstances with health and whatever, um, then you take it and it'll make you better. No, he doesn't want to work with that. I mean, basically, they could just have vials on hand for that purpose. But no, we're, we want to vaccinate. And what he doesn't tell you is that basically they're already doing that mandate thing. You can't fly unless it was before, unless you um, could prove that you were tested within a certain amount of time. And then now it's um, if you can prove you're vaccinated. If you can't prove you're vaccinated, then... You don't get to fly. They're doing this already with the grocery stores and the mandated with the ma- with the mask things. And you know, within 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 the states, in New York, they're trying to pass a bill that um, they've tried for the last. I started it in 2015 because a woman who contracted Ebola didn't want to quarantine. So this bill that they're trying to pass, anything that they consider that's um, a contractable disease, they can 
go to your home, pull you out, and quarantine you, and anybody that you were in contact with. So if you're riding a train and somebody has some type of communicable disease that they find out, then they just go to their secretary of state or a head department of their health department and get an order to go and get everybody that was on that train and quarantine you until they feel that um, everybody is good to go. Could be indefinitely. Suzette? Could be a single person or a group. Suzette, there's one state yes. I would trust, though, to get the vaccine, and that'd be Florida, thanks to Governor DeSantis. The only state I think I would trust to get the vaccine, but he's not. he's the only governor who's not proposing um, mandatory vaccines. And he confronted a CNN activist yesterday and he shut her down and he did well. And she was implying, well, why is the rollout so disastrous? And he said, that's because it's first come first serve. Unlike other States like New York that are giving priority to frontline workers as should be It's first come first serve. Anyone who wants the vaccine you know, no priority should be given to a specific uh, age group or just because you're a frontline worker. So if anything, I may make a trip to Florida, have a nice little sunny vacation because, you know, we don't have tropical weather in North Carolina. I'd probably be the only state where I wouldn't be afraid to get the vaccine. It's the same vaccine, though, that's being distributed throughout the United States. It's purchased through a couple of um, pharmaceutical companies, Pfizer and Moderna. And what they're not making wide known is that people are suffering from Bell palsy as a result of the vaccination. Another person had died. You know, there are different, um, what do you call it, side effects that people are experiencing because of it. And that's not being widely known. So um, he, what he's talking about, Joe, Joe Biden, as far as not personally being able to mandate it, but having the states do it. Yeah, they're, they're doing it already in Democrat states, you know. Little by little. I didn't didn't know that, Suzette, but you just convinced me after that. I'm not taking the vaccine anymore. That's okay. You convinced me. (laughs) Check it out. Look it up. Yeah, don't believe me. You look it up. Make sure you look it up. It's out out there. If you look, you'll find it. Yes, it's sad because ball palsy, you're basically, your right side or left side just droops, and it's not fixable. Mm -hmm. Not at that cause. You're absolutely right. You you can wow. help me. I, I didn't even know that. I didn't know that, Robert. So it looks like I'm going to be waiting a while after all, but that's okay. Um, I guess, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess not, at yeah, least I, well, in Florida, what, they're not mandating. But that's a good thing. At well, least, I, I at mean, least in Florida, they're not mandating. I've never, I've never taken the flu shot either, especially after mm-hmm. they put the H1N1 in it. I, I haven't taken it, nor will I ever take the flu shot. Now, I do have found – speaking of the flu shot, I do have an interest – it's not interesting. It's actually a tragic story. Um, but, you know, I had uh, – so my uncle and his, his children, he's got about five of them, and, you know, they're, they're pretty well-to-do, so they got, you know, homes around the country, and they were going to get ready to go to their, their Florida homes because they, they, they live here in Ohio. And they all went out to get a flu shot. Now, why you would get a flu shot before going to Florida – is beyond my comprehension. I don't understand the logic <laughs> behind getting a, a, a flu shot before getting uh, you know, before going to Florida, but they did. And my the whole family the whole family contracted COVID. Now supposedly <laughs> my now my my uncle ended up passing away. Now supposedly they you know he either died of COVID or sepsis or something. He was seventy nine years old. Ten years ago he had 
you know, heart surgery and things of that nature. So he, he did have underlying conditions. Uh, so, but I mean, I just, I mean, again, just a weird story where they went out and got flu shots and then all of them ended up with, ended up with COVID. I don't know. It's kind of, I just found that kind of weird uh, how that, how yeah. that happened. That had to do with their, now, if now, they had the PCR test. <laughs> yeah. Now, but, um, Kelly, I mean, you, you heard, uh, you know, you've heard the audio and, you know, about the, uh, the mandating the vaccines. I mean, is there anything either with that or other topics that anyone's discussion with a touch on? And then, um, then I've got an, I'm not going to read, I'm just going to read the title of the article, but you, and you'll, which you'll get the gist of it. And then I'll have some conversation on it. Cause it, again, it's a, it's a topic I hold, uh, dear and dear to me. Uh, but Kelly, uh, do you have anything you'd like to add on that? And then, uh, then what, and then you, David, and then I'll bring in that, uh, that other topic. Me, Kelly. Yes, Kelly. Okay. Well, basically, uh, if Biden mandates it, and notice Trump didn't, Trump was allowing the governors to do what they did for how, however they were going to deal with the COVID vaccine uh, situation. Okay, so <clears throat> that's constitutional. Yes, federal government can assist in certain ways, this and that, what have you. But Trump didn't cross that line because he understood states' rights. Biden, I don't think, will uh, respect the states' rights. And so if Biden all of a sudden says, oh, you got to get vaccinated for this and can, that and can, that. Can Kelly, real quick, can I interject? I'm sorry. I, I have to do this because I was thinking about this earlier when I was watching the, 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 the Democrats talk about, you know, why they think it was a bad idea for the federal government, the Senate, to interfere with the election. I was so amazed when I heard all these Democrats talk about defending states' rights, and I found it so hypocritical because when it comes to keeping, you know, an election from being stolen, they're all for states' rights. But yet when it comes to abortion, they want the federal government to be able to dictate that. And they don't care about states' rights. So anyway, I just want to make sure I mentioned that. I just, it just made me think, like, hypocrisy abound when you hear all these Democrats talk about how they're defending states' rights. Oh, what about states' rights? Conservatives are always supposed to be about states' rights. You guys are talking about – you only want to supposedly protect states' rights when it benefits you. But in the whole abortion issue, oh, no, you want to be mandated across the entire 50, 57 states, according to Obama. And maybe 57 states will, will end up getting if the Democrats you know, get, get the power uh, to do it. But, I, again, I just found that utterly hypocritical. But now they're talking about – see, notice that the Democrats only use states' rights. They talk about the Constitution when they feel like it benefits them. But anyway, Kelly, sorry for the interjection, but I heard that tonight. I'm like, I, I've got to say something about that. Go ahead. Well, I, I found it rather amusing. The first Congress Congresswoman who was uh, speaking, um, <clears throat> she was from California, and of course, liberal and all this stuff, and saying, oh, the Constitution, Constitution, this, that. Gets. Are they depending upon the people not reading the Constitution that they – the Constitution like it's a nebulous, hard-to-read thing. It's not that hard to read. Anyway, I did notice that she was wearing – she was like a blonde wearing a kind of a pinstripe soup that was black and white and white and black. And I'm watching uh, watching it live, and somebody had this comment, and that looks like a nice prison uniform. Anyway, <laughs> it was hilarious. But yeah, it's a constant uh, hypocritical when it suits their agenda. Uh, they cite it, but when they don't, and well, even today they were perverting it. So come on, people. You know the Constitution is good 
in good times, bad times, there was a Supreme Court case. The justice, the justices agreed that the Constitution is good, and or in times of peace, in times of pandemic, in times of whatever. So, but they're all calling. Oh, you know, we had we had to change all these rules because of Corona. Okay, so so the hypocrisy is insane. But if Biden does do a mandate. Um, that will have vaccine. Uh, there are going to be states like South Dakota already passed some type of law that you're not going to require vaccines for COVID. Um, basically, people are going to start moving into other states because I'm going to move to another state before I take that vaccine. And it's frustrating. My son is 15. I don't know what his mother's going to do, but you know we're we're, we're divorced and all. But you know I. Did go up to Portland to see my daughter over the weekend, um, which was real nice. Uh, my son and I went up there. Everybody Uber mask, Uber 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 fear. Restaurants are closed, um, except drive-throughs. But um, we're going to see people moving to different states. I'd be looking at going to Idaho or South Dakota myself. So, but Trump had it right when he let the governors decide what they're going to do and how they're going to address. Uh, corona or COVID, um, but I don't think Biden's going to respect the state's rights. And so we're going to see some really, really tough times. I mean, you're going to force, you know, what about where, where's, where's the, uh, the left saying my body, my choice with, you know, yeah. with, with pro, pro-life abortion. Oh, but you have to get you the vaccine. Wait, my, my, yeah. What about my body, my choice? Oh well, uh, well, uh, well. That's a different topic, and 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 herd immunity. And you're so selfish. You're so selfish because you're not thinking about other people. I can see California. <coughs> I can see California. They're gonna say, look, uh, you know, I'm, I have a professional engineer's registration. Oh, just show us proof of your professional engineer's registration, and we'll grant you. Every two years, we have to renew it. Oh. Otherwise, you can't. That's illegal. You didn't get vaccinated, and you're still doing engineering, um, or looking like a cosmetologist or somebody who cuts hairs or what have you, because hairs is uh, monitored pretty heavily by the health department. Oh, sorry, you don't get the vaccine. We're not going to give you your license to cut hair. Uh, contractors, accountants, think of all sorts of professions, all sorts of businesses. That's where they're going to start coming down pretty hard. We're not going to renew your state license unless you get your vaccine. And then a bunch of people will go ahead and do it. I mean, my gosh, people were lining up, uh, waiting for hours to get the vaccines in line. And it's like, you know, they're, then they're going to say, well, look, you know, we've got 35% of the people that voluntarily, you know, it's such a good thing. And, and, and it's safe and effective and blah, 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 blah. Oh, wait, there's nurses and other people already get, having very bad adverse reactions to the vaccine. Um, but they're they're gonna the people that volunteer and then the people that are on the fence they'll comply because they need their professional license and a business license and then they're gonna put pressure on everybody else. See, look, you know, seventy uh, percent of the people have have taken it, the vaccine, but you weren't you're not willing and you don't deserve to do business in our society. It could get to that based on what Biden's going to do, and that's when people again are just gonna move to different states. I'll be moving to a different state. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. So we'll have to see. And we got to get Dr. H or Dr. Hanili with the COVID-19 research team about how much of a fraud this is. Um, 
we got to get him on the show, and it's mind blowing how they change the reporting method. Um, if they use the same reporting method during the H1N1, all of a sudden we would have had a pandemic with H1N1. But no, it's how they changed the reporting method on the March 24th memo well, by the CDC. So anyway, that's how they change it once Biden. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how um, how they how much they change it once Biden's in uh, to, to try to lower the the numbers. And I tell you, and I'll say again for you know those who came in late is starting January 21st, every death that happens because of COVID, I'm going to call it and I'm going to label it, you know, the Joe Biden COVID death. Because you know, put it on Joe Biden's hands. Because they, they kept saying that, oh, these are the, all these de- COVID deaths are the cause of, you know, the Trump. These are COVID, Donald Tr- President Trump uh, COVID deaths. So you know what? If you're gonna say that about Trump, well, now you can now now you can say it about Biden. And and I, and I think we need to push uh, it, that. Yeah, whoever is in charge gets the blame, right? Absolutely. I mean, come on. Whoever's in charge gets to blame, but that's the rule. Well, no, 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 no. Trump started it, and, and he caused so many deaths. It's like, come on, people. Oh, There's yeah, just so know, much they'll, hate. They'll be like, oh, we started it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, go ahead and bring, just... uh, yeah, bring David back in. Uh, if you want to make a comment on that, then I do have a topic I want to at least touch on uh, that, you know, again, you won't hear a lot about, but I, I do think it's important. I'll explain why. Uh, but go ahead, David. No, um, I, I'm not going to take this, you know, this vaccine, even if they force me, you know, that's what the Second Amendment is all about. And, you know, that's what we, you know, that's just my stance on it. Uh, I'm like, Kelly's right. People are going to be moving to other states. You know, the power of the state, you know, the Tenth Amendment, which I think is the most powerful amendment in the Bill of Rights. And, but Biden, you know, this administration will, they're going to try anything. And I agree with you. I agree with you, Robert, saying that every death after, you know, I guess the 22nd of January, we'll just blame it on Biden. But we're going to watch how the media says, no, this is Trump's fault. This is Trump's fault. This is Trump's fault. You know how, the, you know, the view is like they were blaming Bush. I mean, I'm not, I'm not for Bush, any, uh, Bush whatsoever, but they wouldn't even give it on Obama like, oh, because of George Bush. You know, Michelle Malkin had to scold him and say, here's a new flash. Bush hasn't been in office in four years. <laughs> right. So, no, this COVID thing, you know, to be honest, I'm not scared of it. And I'm going to go ahead and share this with people. I've had walking pneumonia three times. I've had pneumonia twice. One time, it almost killed me when I was eight. I had the whooping cough. Yeah, that was scary. I survived it. Um, I've been shot, got stabbed, hit by a car. We got blown up. I fell down a well 15 feet, landed on my back. I was mauled Ooh. by uh, three pit bulls. Yeah, no, I just I just go over crazy ex girlfriends, uh, hit in the face with a baseball bat twice. Listen, if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. And you know, like I was telling somebody, I was telling somebody at work, you know, you know, they're like, how could you know say something like that? And I said, well, and, you know, if someone's super fat and they die of uh, they die of uh, the Wuhan virus, and it's not COVID, it's called the Wuhan virus. Um, that's you know, that's on them. And I've always believed that Mother Nature just has a fascinating way of weeding out the weak. And if you die because of this, you know, obviously you're the weak. You are not. You are not efficient to live on, on this earth. You know, if we go back to Darwinism, that's just how it is. The most efficient will survive. And if Mother Nature says no, it's your time's up. Then obviously it's your time's up. There's nothing we can do about it. So. 
I won't take the vaccine. I don't encourage anybody to take the vaccine because if it, what Suzette says, if it has all these you know side effects and what it does, there's no way I'd take it. And even though you know Governor DeSantis has has done an incredible job, I still would not take it. If it even if they say it's mandatory, no, that would be unconstitutional by every stretch of the imagination. So that's just what I have to say. Well, one thing, you know, and about ma- uh, mask wearing and the virus, the thing of that nature, we talked about the media. Um, I had a, a guest on. Uh, she's uh, the host of American Statesman, uh, Sally Baptiste, and she uh, emailed me or brought to my attention a, a mask you can find on Etsy. And since we have to wear masks when we go in the stores, unfortunately, um, you might as well have some fun with it. And I did get some looks with mine. So if you go to Etsy, there's a mask that says the media is the virus. So, of course, uh, when she brought that atten- my, to my attention, I had, to, I had to buy it. So anyone listening, I don't make any money from it, so I'm not, I'm not like, doing a commercial for them or anything. I don't make anything. I would just love to see a bunch of people you know, walking around wearing a mask that the media is the virus. <laughs> so I go into our, our local Kroger store the first time I wore it, and it, it does get some looks. Uh, I wish the media part of it where it says media – I wish that was bigger. I wish um, that would have been the big part, and then the word virus would have been the smaller part. But be that as it may, I mean, people are close, you know, within six, you know, six feet from you. They'll, they'll see it. Uh, they'll read it. I even uh, wore, went to a rally uh, the other day, and, or this past Sunday, and, and, and wore the mask. We were outside, and most people weren't wearing them. And I, mean, I really didn't feel compelled to have to wear one, though I do have a – a 90-year-old dad that, you know, I, I was going to see that night, so I was thinking it's mad for cautions for that. Um, uh, but, I mean, it's more for, you know, hey, I really like the, the, the message that it's saying. And uh, If you go to Etsy and, you, you know, search for masks, and, you know, again, it's uh, the media is the virus. It's great. I mean, since we've got to wear one, uh, we might as well have some fun with it. Now, I, I do see, you know, that the clock's ticking, uh, they, they do say time flies while you're having fun. So I do want to bring up, again, the topic that's near and dear to my heart. Um, it's something that, you know, we don't hear a lot of talk about on the media. They don't even really keep track of it that much. And you can find, and I'm not going to read the whole article, uh, just pretty much a title and then talk about it. Uh, but you can read the article uh, at the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Uh, check out all the articles, there's videos, there's photos on there. You can subscribe to the uh, the newsroom. You're not going to get inundated with emails. You're going to get one email a week, and that's going to you know just show you, hey, the Bart's Logic Newsroom's out. It'll be once a week. Uh, and and also if you uh, follow the show here on Blog Talk Radio, I don't promote the uh, the things very often. I'm, I'm just not good at tooting my own horn or whatever, uh, doing things like that. But but anyway, you can also follow the show. And again, you only get one once a week. You get oh Bard's Logic's coming on you know come join us uh, so you can also follow you know follow the show here on Blog Talk Radio um, but anyway you can go to the Bard's Logic newsroom subscribe to that that would be great I appreciate it uh, but again I'm not going to read the whole article just the title and talk about why I think it's important is that it says China's space achievements out of this world and basically what it, it talks about is you know China's uh, growing Space program. Now, people might ask, well, why is that important? Is that 
you know, if you look throughout history, whoever pretty much, you know, I don't want to use the word dominated uh, or, or even controlled, but the, the one who had the most, um, I guess, influence uh, in, you know, the next frontier, okay? And what I mean, uh, when, you know, when you were the, the masters of, the, the, of land, you know, you had, you know, like the, you know, the Persian Empire, and then you had the Greek Empire, and then you had the Romans, you know, because they had the, the most vast armies, and they had the strongest armies. And when, if you could control the land, you know, and control the, the, the land trade routes and things of that nature, you were pretty much the hegemonic power of the world, you know, or at least, you know, the, the, the world there. And then, of course, once, you know, you had ships and you had naval power, and then you had England, you know, being the premier in the Navy, for, for a long time, and they, they built the, you know, the Great, the Great Britain Empire, the, the English Empire, and then once the United States, you know, they start creating planes and jets and fighter pilots, and we're doing war. And remember, and all this, unfortunately, is tied to war. So you had war of the land, and then you had war at seas, whoever had sea dominance of, you know, and then trade routes, right? And then you had the air. Well, you know, you do trade over air now, the United States, you know, became the preeminent air power in the world. So what happened with the United States became the preeminent power of the world at that, you know, you know, along that point. Well, what's the next frontier? The next frontier is space. And you're not only, I mean, you're, you're going to have trade routes in space eventually. Because, you know, you're going to have things on the moon. Eventually we will get to Mars. Okay. And so those things are going to happen. And so it's, Whoever is the ones who, you know, has preeminence in space is either going to be the new or maintain their hegemonic power in the world, uh, hold their place, uh, a position in the world. And, you know, and think about what, what's all up in space. Our communication satellites, you know, our GPS is in space. You know, new energy, you know, will be coming from, you know, space programs such as, you know, with nuclear fusion which is a, a more abundant and cleaner energy than even nuclear, the nuclear fusion we have now. And so if you could control space, you could control space, the, you know, the, the, the trade routes in space, which eventually come, and, it, and it's going to be militarized. If it's not already militarized already, I mean, just remember how FDI, even though it really wasn't there, but just the concept of FDI you know, really contributed to the downfall, <laughs> you know, of the Soviet Union. Because they had to play keep up, and you know, and and see what you see what that did to their economy. So space, you know, and space programs are very important. Not only because of the, you know, for those reasons, for the you know the technology and the achievements and things of that nature. So if we allow China, you know, to take the preeminence in space, don't be. I mean, not only would they have the population, and I think that's why a lot of your American uh, politicians. Are willing to sell us out to China because they think, well, gosh, they got a, a billion people. How can we compete against that? You know, and I think they're ready to sell us out to China. You know, again, and so I think they're going to, you know, they could sell us out here. And so if we allow them to overtake us, and you know, what I think would be a new space race, then I think that's that, that's not our own folly, and that that would be to the detriment not only of the United States, as I, you know, I think it would be a detriment to the world. Um, you know, if we allow that to happen again, check out the article. You'll see the different things that they're achieving. I mean, they're, they're wanting to get more spacecraft all in and around. 
They're talking about making moon bases. They're talking, you know, they're having probes and, uh, and rovers and that as well getting to Mars. Eventually, they're going to work on getting uh, people there too. And what, once they say it's, it's ec- economics as well, uh, because you know if they colonize, you know, the moon first, then we'll have to rely on them uh, in order to, uh, you know, again, there's a trade route. If there's any type of mining like helium three which is abundant on the moon, you don't really find it here. And, again, that goes in hand with the nuclear fusion. But see how those, you know, with energy types and just like oil. I mean, remember when we had to pretty much go to war for oil, you know, a lot of folks would say that, you know, war with Iran, Iraq, you know, it's, it's war for oil. Well, let me tell you, if, if we have – and it kind of is for our best interest. And this, let me explain this. This is why I don't think that the, the, the Democrats here – are so concerned about the uh, the space program is because they're they're for population control, and if we're can, if we are going to not have to basically adhere to their population control agenda, then we're going to have to find ways to maintain more humans on Earth or maintain humans on other planets, other bodies such as you know the Moon and then eventually Mars. But if we are to here just even stay on the planet, you know, we are going to need more energy. And the way we're going to need more energy and become energy independent is through nuclear fusion. And the way to get nuclear fusion is you really need that element, helium-3, which is very rare here on Earth, but it's an abundance on, on the moon. That's why... When people scoff, I think that people scoff always, there's no reason to go back to the moon. There's no reason. Yeah, it actually is because we need to go there. We need to colonize it. We need to uh, build plants on there. We need to, you know, mine the helium-3 because that's what's going to be used to to create the nuclear fusion plants here on Earth so that we can get the the, the energy that we're going to need to increase our population. Because we can have the energy for more people But if we don't have the energy We're not going to have much of a, a choice Than to bow down to their you know, Population control agenda Because we don't have the energy To be able to, to keep up With, with all, the, all the people Now of course this is stuff that may not even affect Certainly would affect our generation Not, not very much impact But certainly what it's, it's going to affect our, our children, grandchildren And you know you know, many years into that. But again, it's something that's uh, very, you know, I'm very passionate about. I think it's very important. Not a lot, not a lot of people. Uh, Trump talked about it some, you know, not not really in depth of that, but he did talk about, you know, American ingenuity, you know, getting us uh, back to uh, the moon, getting on the Mars, the Artemis program. But I think uh, other than it's much more than just exploration or and saying that, oh, you know, we've been back there. You know, and there's no real reason to do it other than exploration, which actually that's not true. And it, it's really in within our, our best interest, short term and long term, uh, for you know, you know, for that program. Which again, if Biden gets in, one of the things that you know he's going to want to do is he's going to want to use NASA in order to you know, you know, prop up their quote unquote science for climate change. Which of course then they'll want to use more of our tax dollars to. You know, spread throughout the globe. Now, I see we got about a, uh, a about 27 minutes. Usually it takes me about seven minutes closing out, so about 20 minutes. 
Um, we still have, um, you know, a number of us on the phone. Now, let's see. I mean, I'll do a head counter source here. Um, we've got Joseph. we got you, Joe, um, or John. I don't know why I keep calling you John, Joe, but or Joe, John. And then we got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. We got six folks other than myself on the show, and I do like to allow people to uh, get some closing comments in or, you know, at least bring up a topic uh, towards the end of the show that, you know, they want to talk about. Um, and so, you know, briefly, so we have heard from you for a bit, uh, uh, Jim, so we'll uh, yourself first, and then David, and then Joseph, and then John, and then Suzette, and then Kelly. And we've got, you know, some time, each about four minutes, I guess, to uh, – well, not even that. <laughs> Three. So I'm dealing to you know at least what the topic you wanna you wanna make sure we get on uh, this episode. Go ahead, Jim. You still with us there, Jim? Or and you might mute your mic. I know some people do that so they come back in. Well, we'll go on to the next person. Uh, that would be you, David. Yeah, that was actually uh, very interesting what you said about, you know, nuclear fusion. I'm all for nuclear energy. But a few months back, somebody was t- – uh, there's this book. It, it was um, not by Michael Crichton, but it was by somebody else talking about how the environmental industry, how they control us and how it's a bit, how it's just a gargantuan scam. Like they say that oil is um, – what's the term? Not sustainable, but the truth is is that – you would think of all the oil we've been using since the, uh, the Industrial Revolution, we'd run out. But they were saying that there's even scientists that have actually proven, uh, a few Russian scientists, you know, nonetheless, have said that oil, you know, it's 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 actually very retainable. And it's, um, God, what's the, what's the term I'm using for? They say it with trees and stuff. It's sustainable energy. Because if, if it came from pla- uh, from pressure renewable? plants and are they, are they saying and, oil's renewable? Renewable, yes. Renewable, yeah, is renewable energy. Because how come we haven't found any plant particles or dinosaurs or anything you know fossil fuels into this oil? That oil itself is you know it is a renewable substance, but they know about it. But that's their way of the, of controlling of, of controlling it. I forgot the book, but I'm gonna contact that person because that is some very you know interesting insight about why you know. Yeah, that sounds you know, interesting. Like space, certainly. Yeah, yeah, space force and everything else, but you're absolutely right. You know the you know the civilization that controls the you know used to be controls the seas, controls the air, you know control you know controls you know pretty much the world. The Brits, you know, they had the greatest. Navy the world ever saw for 400 years. They were the first empire to have an empire that said the sun will never set. And, you know, space is the next frontier. And, you know, how you say about Democrats, about population control, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. But that's some actually incredible, you know, incredible insight that you shared. So that's all I have to say about that. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, Jim, uh, do we got you back here? Well, Jim, uh, you could chime in once uh, you get back, um, maybe getting a juice or something. <laughs> Which I, I might do that. But uh, let's go ahead and bring it to you. Uh, is that you, Jim? I, no, that's me, Suzette. <laughs> oh, is that uh, Suzette? 
Uh, yeah, I actually had come across um, the uh, Moderna COVID-19 uh, from the FDA. They have a fact sheet for recipients and caregivers. And it flat out says in this fact sheet, it's fda.com slash media, and then it has number 144638 download. And the fact sheet talks about this COVID-19 from Moderna is not actually an approved drug by the FDA. Um, but they yeah. have... <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I thought that was interesting. I wasn't aware of that before. Um, but they have put this fact sheet out, um, you know, in order to have people understand the risks and benefits of the vaccine. Uh, it says a Moderna COVID-19 vaccine is a vaccine and may prevent you from getting COVID-19. There is no U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. The Moderna COVID-19 vaccine is administered as two-dose series, one month apart into the muscle. The Moderna COVID-19 vaccine may not protect everyone. It says what you need to know before you get the vaccine. And it says COVID-19 is caused by coronavirus called SARS-CoV-2, which we already know all that. Um, and it talks about the type of the uh, virus. Coronavirus has not been seen before. And you can get COVID-19 through contact with another person and yada, yada. Uh, people with COVID-19 have had a wide range of symptoms reported ranging from mild to severe illnesses, which I mentioned earlier. If you get it, you know, and you can make it through it. Um, so what it is, the, what is a COVID-19 vaccine? Moderna COVID-19 vaccine is an unimproved vaccine that may prevent COVID-19, there's no FDA-approved vaccine. Again, they, just repeating that. The FDA has authorized the emergency use of Moderna COVID-19 vaccine to prevent COVID-19 in individuals. So it's almost a contradiction in statement right there. And um, <laughs> what you should mention to your vaccination provider before you get the Moderna COVID-19 vaccination is um, if you have any allergies, have a fever, have a bleeding disorder, or blood thinner, or immune compromised or other medicines that may affect your immune system. Um, pregnant, breastfeeding, have any, have received another COVID-19 vaccine. Well, how could that be if there isn't one, <laughs> except for this one? Who should get it? Well, they've authorized emergency use of Moderna COVID-19 vaccine in individuals 18 years of age and older. That's pretty broad. Um, it tells you what the ingredients is and what causes the, the um, Bell palsy um, scientists are learning, and also anaphylaxis is called PEG, which is um, poly, poly, polylysine glycol. And what that is, is it's in a lot of ingredients that we consume already. And so if you have a large buildup in your system from medications or other products that contain that, then you're going to get a 2,000 milligram hit in this vaccine, and that it overdoses your system, and that's what's causing the um, the reactions, the side effects. Wow. Because your body can't handle it. So um, it's given in the muscle, so you're going to get it in your muscle, two doses. And um, let's see. We already talked about the unimproved benefits. It may prevent. <laughs> um, they don't know what the duration of protection against COVID-19 is currently unknown. And the risks of that is uh, side effects reported with Moderna, in injection site reaction, pain, tenderness, and swelling in the lymph nodes in the same arm of injection, swelling, hardness, and redness. That's usually what you get when you get a shot. 
General side effects, fatigue, headache, muscle pain, joint pain, chills, nausea, vomiting, fever, anaphylaxis, bell palsy. Um, so basically, okay, that's it's worse it than the, than the disease. It's, it's, worse than the, it's worse than the virus. I never understood where, you know, you, oh, we can help you cure this, but here are some of the possible side effects. Death. Like, I'd rather deal with my shingles. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make any sense to me. They're, I mean, they don't even know how long it's going to protect you, and if it say it may protect you, it's not saying it will protect you, you know. And when you get the vaccine, they have you stay there at the hospital for wherever you're getting it for a little while to make sure that you don't have a reaction because they need to have um, the proper equipment in order to save you <laughs> should you have a Jeez. reaction. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. So, I mean, it's just crazy. And, again, this comes from the FDA site, and I thought it was just very interesting how how forthcoming they are, and yet the media is not reporting any of this. Well, of course not. So. Well, 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 uh, well yeah. if, they, if they weren't successful in their steal, and then I'm going to uh, bring it back to you, Joseph. Um, if they weren't successful in their steal, let me tell you something. You know, if Trump was, was getting inaugurated on, on – uh, January 20th, and they'll be br- they'd be bringing out all these possible side effects on January 21st. We all know that. Oh, but not uh, to worry. Ahead, not to worry, because they do have a countermeasure injury compensation program from the government. So if you have any issues, problems that you require medical costs, um, that fund, that program will help you, and they give, provide a number for that in the website. <laughs> well, I don't care about the damn money. I don't want to get cerebral or, or, or that palsy thing you're talking about. Jeez. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it was like, well, if you get hurt or you get injured by this drug, well, we'll compensate you for it. So don't worry about it. You won't be back to normal, but we'll pay you for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I'd rather have my health. Um, well, we just lost Jim. But uh, we'll go ahead and uh, bring it back to you, Joseph. You know, as I, I process everything that happened last night in the uh, – Georgia runoffs, and I process everything that happened today. It's one interesting thing. Um, why are the Dems so powerful? Why do they beat us at every punch? It's because they're willing to die for their ideology. And a perfect example is Stacey Abrams, who to this very day has not conceded losing the gubernatorial election in 2018 and they worship her as a god, the left, for doing so and uh, give her great credit in uh, building a coalition over the past two years of turning the tide of uh, being able to garner more Democrat voters in Georgia, what used to be a, a very, very red traditional state. And so all this banter about Trump not wanting to concede, it's, it's just so hypocritical. It makes me want to puke. Um, but um, that's, that's well, apparently the, the COVID stuff actually might make you want to do that too. Probably would. Uh, <laughs> after now I'm learning all the things. Of, well, who knows? Maybe the uh, government compensation, maybe they'll uh, send me on a nice vacation back to uh, Hawaii. Uh, Oh, yeah, wait a minute. I still have to quarantine myself for 14 days in a hotel. That'd be a really fun vacation. And then your eyes, uh, ears, and leg, and arm, and mouth might be sagging, too. So I don't know if that's a good trade-off. Yeah, you won't be going back very handsome. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, who knows? I may start talking like Mitch McConnell. Anyways, oh, sorry. Did they say something Trumpian? Sorry, I forgot he had polio. Not his fault. Sorry. Ooh, was I supposed to be nice? Oh, forgot. Where are my manners? Us conservatives, we have to be nice people, right? We have to yeah. hold the high ground. That's the problem, man. Yeah, that's why the Dems whoop, whoop, whoop our behinds all the time. They laugh at us because, you know, David said it right. Uh, you know, try to weed out the weaker species. And ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump gave the GOP a spine for the first time in a long time. And that upset the status quo. Even the elites within the GOP, they never liked him from day one. And he gave him a spine. And I think he brought it more than any other GOP president in the history of the Republican Party. And um, he will be remembered on the right side of history. And right now as we're speaking, we have in the House uh, the congressmen and senators who are objecting to the Pennsylvania electors. And let me tell you something. These brave uh, Trumplicans, uh, these brave, uh, brave uh, Republicans, um, they will be remembered to be on the right side of history. Um, I guarantee you, they will be remembered. And if it's one thing I can leave on this show, if it's one thing that I can emphasize is the day we give in is the day we have forfeited our country. Let us not give in. We can't because I, I'm only guessing. I'm pretty sure almost everyone on this show has loved ones, family, kids, grandchildren, God knows what. We give up. We give up on our loved ones as well. You might as well just throw in the towel. If we're ready to give up right now, if we're ready to concede it's over, we might as well just wave the, red, the, uh, wave the white flag right now as we speak. We might as well just do it now and get it over with, quite frankly, you know. So all I can emphasize is today was a wake-up call. And I think what Trump was trying to say is Trump was trying to say, I feel you. I understand your pain. I understand your frustration. He had the cojones to say that. And now all the so-called Republicans that were uh, going to object to the uh, certification of the electors, now all of a sudden they're caving in. Weak. They, have, they, they lack courage. They lack fortitude. That's something Trump has. And if anything, that's something that Trump will forever leave with the Republican Party. That will be everlasting. That will be his legacy. But ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a third party. If this is not a wake-up call, if this election is not a wake-up call to start having a real serious conversation about a third party, I don't know when is the right time to do so. As Sarah Palin brilliantly said it, we need to start not just talking about it, but start start really backing it up with actions. Because really, we are subservient to a two-party system that has failed us utterly and epically for so long. And that leaves us with no other choice. That's either the left or the right. There is no third choice. I think this election is a wake-up call to say it's time we start forming a third party and not talk about it. Because if we don't, the fate of our constitutional republic 
may ultimately be the demise of our constitutional republic. We need a third party. We've needed it for the longest time. It's just that the Dems and Republicans, they don't want that. That, that would be bad news for both sides, and they know it. That would be the end to their power grab, and they know it. That would give the Americans a third viable choice, and that's an existential threat, and they know it. And those are my closing comments for tonight. My fellow Americans and patriots, don't give up. That's what they want us to do. And if you've already given up, then they've already won. But I vow, and I've said this on this show, until my last dying breath, I will not give up. I will continue to fight for the country that I love, for the country that I will die for, and for future generations. I will not allow the left to destroy our country's future and leave no future for the next generation. I do not want to stand on that side of history. I want to be on the right side of history. I want to go with the Lord in knowing that I did everything in my power to fight to preserve my country and keep it the land of the free, and the home of the brave. Suzette, Kelly, Jim, Robert, David, God bless you. Uh, You're always in my thoughts and my prayers. It's an honor, privilege, and pleasure to be on this show every week with you, true American patriots, and may God bless you, and may God bless the United States of America. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, uh, Joseph. And we only got a little bit of time left um, for that to close things out. Uh, Kelly, uh, did you want to have your closing comments? Well, uh, just watching this, Joseph mentioned that there was an objection to the Pennsylvania Electoral College votes, and I threw it up online. It says the United States Senate has rejected the objection to the Pennsylvania electoral votes, 92 to 7. 92 rejected the objection, 7 supported the, in other words, Biden's going to be president. And so Pennsylvania, and I think that's probably LMNOP, yeah, um, going from the southwest to uh, clockwise, you get... Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin. They can object to Wisconsin. That's still after Pennsylvania. Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia. So Wisconsin is the last state to bring up the objections. I don't think they're going to do it because when you see a 92-7 vote in the Senate uh, rejecting the objection, and the Pennsylvania had terrible, terrible, more more votes than voters, all sorts of problems. Right. Uh, so pretty much uh, it looks like Biden's going to be president. Um, there is one little clause in the 20, 20th Amendment, but I, I don't want to go into that tonight. Now, I did want to give some humor. Okay. Suzette was talking about different warnings uh, before you take the vaccine. And I figured out how to get out of taking the vaccine in California. Wacky, weird California, and they might actually approve it uh, if if it becomes mandated by the state of California. I think I can figure out how to just go ahead and uh, avoid the vaccine. I just say I'm breastfeeding. Yeah, I thought about two actually. 
<laughs> well, in California, they'd have to because. But, then, but, but, then, but, but Kelly, but then I thought, you know what? I don't think they mean the recipient. <laughs> well, yeah. is there a recipient? Well, you're young. Well, our records indicate uh, that your youngest is 15. Well, you know, you're California. You've accepted all sorts of weird transgender, confused people, sexual orientation. So, you, you, dude, you, you got to accept it. Now, give me my certificate of, um, what would you call that? My exemption. Give me my exemption because I'm in California. And I said, I only said I was breastfeeding. Now, come on. That could have been so many places. Um, Yeah, I do see that. uh, Yeah, I got to close things out. There's less than six minutes, and I want to get some closing comments. I mean, mean, if if you got just a few seconds there, John, uh, you want to make a a, a quick comment, then I'll have to close things out. Unfortunately, we are. Uh, I, I, I was going I I to say running out of time, but man, that 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 statement right there has a lot of meaning in it. Uh, but go ahead, uh, go ahead, uh, John, real quick. Well, with the way things have been going for the last 225 years, and these people, after you know each administration, one after the other, continue to prove they're not worthy of leading us in any way, I say we have to annul, rescind. Um, expunge the 16th amendment no more personal property taxes no more personal income taxes that way you can put all your financial resources to your own so, uh, security national security issues back to you thank you much everybody have a great week and come back next week yeah we'll th- yeah we'll come back next week i'm sure there'll be again plenty to talk about um as we get closer to the 20th uh What recourse do we have, folks? What recourse do the American people, what recourse does the patriots who love our country, who love our republic, who love the way of life that we've had in this country a couple hundred years, and it could very well be over? What can we say to that? What can we do about that? How do we stop it? How do we stop it when, as you said, you have 92 to 7 or or whatever – Senators who know that there was that there was fraud, they know there's evidence of fraud, but yet you have courts that will not even hear up to the Supreme Court that will not even hear the evidence that we know is out there. What recourse do we have if we can no longer trust our elections, if we can no longer trust the media, if we can no longer trust the people who are supposed to represent us, the people we're supposed to rely on to keep the rule of law, uh, the, the ones we're supposed to rely on to keep us, you know, from our enemies, for, you know, our foreign enemies, our foreign adversaries, not be in league with them. What recourse do we have as United citizens so we don't lose our nation, lose our country, lose our republic? That's something we need to think about this week, not just us here on the show. Not just those listening to the show, but we as Americans, we as patriots, what recourse do we have? Is this has a new American Republic uh, revolution begun, or is it going to be where we're just going to accept it and move on as and unify as what people are trying to urge us to do? Americans, think about that this week. 
until we are here next week, what can we do to make sure we're going to be able to maintain uh, the republic that we had for the past 200 years? But thank you, folks, again. Again, you are the uh, the reason that Bard's Logic is a great show it is because of all the callers uh, who are contributing uh, to the program. So we'll end tonight, as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. She's doing art now. Uh, maybe one day I'll have a piece of that. But we will see you next time, folks, and good night. Mm-hmm.